Yo, you're listening to the Don't Crit Your Day Job podcast. We'll be posting the rest of the No Heroes Allowed mini campaign weekly until it's all over. So remember to follow the show wherever podcasts are available so you can listen to what's next. Only here at Don't Crit Your Day Job. Now, how about we check in, yeah? Welcome to Don't Crit Your Day Job, the fifth episode of our No Heroes Allowed mini campaign. And this is the penultimate episode as well. My name is Erica, I am your DM, and our players are... Hey, I'm Jeff, and I'm playing Rue the Halfling Samurai! It's Miranda, and I'm playing Fizzwick Toddy, the Sprite Assassin! It's Cassandra, and I just want to say I love the word penultimate... And I'm playing Ray, the gnome barbarian. <laughs> so, some interesting developments last episode. So, let's just get right into it. When last we left our heroes, you had made some surprising discoveries. After breaking your mage friend Philippin out of jail, you enlisted his help in destroying the Red Watchtower in town an arcane pillar that allowed the Crimson Empress to empower her agents, suppress her enemies, and spy on everyone in the land. Unfortunately, you weren't able to destroy it completely before you were discovered, and the head examiner, leader of the Empress's personal guard, arrived, seemingly summoned through the watchtower itself. As the tower fell and the dust settled amongst the rubble, you were all inundated with visions. No, memories as you engaged in battle with the head examiner, whom it was soon revealed was none other than Persephone, a half-orc paladin who used to be your companion. You began to remember how Persephone betrayed your party, which included not only you three, but Bredorus the Goliath cleric and Luthiel the dwarven sorceress as well. Persephone handed you over to the Crimson Empress, Luthiel was the only one to escape, and now you find yourselves here. As your memories returned, so did your abilities, and after a frustrating and emotional battle, you defeated Persephone, but you did not kill her. And now as the rays of the morning sun begin to spill into the rubble-strewn courtyard where the fallen tower once stood, you are reminded of your ticking clock, the new moon tonight, and the mysterious ritual the Crimson Empress is planning for it. So as you have just been talking with Philippin and Lodar with the prone form of the unconscious half-orc paladin, uh, oathbreaker paladin at your feet, I should say, and the people of the town are starting to wake up and gather, you see a uh, halfling uh, man uh, step out of the crowd and you recognize him um, from earlier, it was just yesterday, wasn't it, where you, or was it two days ago? I don't remember, but 
when you first started to play in the inn, and as you got up on stage to take your place and start your performance, a group of halflings and gnomes got up from one of their tables and left immediately before you could even play a note. So you recognize this halfling man, a uh, bit of a, a, a scraggly beard, his hair is pulled back in a ponytail, and he seems to be with the group the familiar from there. And he steps forward and he looks at Lodar, Lodar, the uh, proprietor of the inn, who has shown up with his own pink beribboned frying pan <laughs> at the moment, and looks uh, across the rubble at the prone form of Persephone. And you hear him say, That er then. Um, You're just going to let yeah. her live. Well, uh, we don't really know what's going on. So I think until we do, we need some answers. I'll look over. I'm probably still standing relatively in front of her. Well, I mean, like, doesn't Predoris, like, want her? Yeah, uh, I don't think he'd like it very much if we just outright killed her. Like, well, do yeah. You, do you think he knows what's going on? Well, like the last thing I heard before I we when we you know when we were running out of here, Bradoris like seemed to recognize a voice and now I'm putting two and two together that the voice he heard was her. So are, are you are you talking different? What are you doing? What what what's your voice doing? Yeah, there's something what? going on here. Ray, this is uh, how I always talked. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's no, normally no. much more annoying. Yeah, this is nice. sultry. Is it? Does that mean you like it? I, I, I don't want to means- admit it, but yeah, yeah, this is way better. What's what's going on? Um. Yeah, uh, I, I can't really explain it. It's. I'm really confused myself, but you know. The halfling man steps forward and he looks, he, he finally looks at all of you, just this kind of sneer on his face. And, and, it, and he says, look, I don't care what you're doing, but that woman right there, got to, are you really going to protect her after all this? Well, n- no, but I mean, if you really want her dead, you can kill her yourself. I mean, she's like helpless right now. Right, fine. He draws oh, a dagger right. and he starts Hold advancing. Hold on. You don't know what she did to us. You don't know what you all did to us. What? Well, would you like to fill us in? Because we can't exactly decide what to do if we don't know what happened. And I'll turn to um, Philippin. You said we were going to go somewhere and talk about this? Uh, Yes, uh, Philippin looks very nervous as he's looking over at uh, everybody else. Um, You actually see Lodar has put a hand out and put it on the halfling man's chest and says... Hey, Jonas, calm down, okay? Yes, yeah, Jonah. I said Jonas, dingus. Oh, my bad. Jorah? It, 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 it ended in an S. Oh, Jorah? He, uh, he, 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 he says to Lodar, uh, he looks as if they don't get to tell us what to do anymore, okay? They're, they're done, Lodar. You gotta stop looking up to them. I'm Are sorry, you gonna hand to her who? over or not? 
Well, first of oh, all, I, think up you, to who? I physically us? think that only one of us you can physically look up to while Berdoris is gone here. So that's strike one for you, buddy. But second of all, no one, none of us out of this group here opted to be like the people in charge. We're just here to help. Like that's, that's kind of something that's like way outside of our pay grade to be like people in charge. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. But point three... How could you come to this conclusion that, like, we are not the people to be trusting at this point? Look what we just did! And I've gestured towards the, to- the, the, the tower. Philippin interrupts, and he steps in and kind of just says quietly under his breath, uh, the curse that you all were under was not just on you three. It affected the town as well. Uh, um, curse? What? Curse, you don't really seem to have been under. Uh, you did not. It was it was a way to prevent any of us from speaking to you, from revealing the truth. <laughs> the what? The Crimson Empress. She she enjoys. And the halfling man Jonas interrupts, and he goes, humiliation. She enjoys using people like playthings. And you drew all of us into that. Oh, yeah, but it's... like, we didn't really do that to you? Sounds like the Crimson Empress did. Do you know what would happen every time somebody would try to tell you all what, what was going on? Well, no, because nobody told us what was going on. Uh... He just gives you a look, Ray. And he says, Have you ever felt like your head was splitting open? Well, no, I usually don't get hit in, like, a fight. On, uh, at least not, like, split straight through with, like, a sword or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to be able to relate to this. But anybody who tried to tell you the truth, who even thought about it too hard... Some of them aren't even around anymore. Maybe you don't think so hard. Oh my god. I'm gonna lean over to Ray real quick and be like, I think our girlfriend at the jail probably dealt with that too. You remember before she like went down with the poison and her head started? She she like gave a look of like pain before the poison oh. kicked in. Ooh, maybe. So I yeah. didn't rock her world. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I guess her kissing just wasn't that great. <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry. of course it wasn't. All right, we, we are getting far too off track with any of this. Oh. All right, so we were under a curse. We're far stronger than we thought we ever were. And everyone's been keeping a secret because they did, if they didn't, their heads were just going to explode. Is that the basic but- gist of what's going on here? Yeah, oh, why do you I think thought... everybody kept the children away from you? But I thought, like, everyone I was never under noticed the curse with us so that they they also, what, forgot about who they are and couldn't talk to us? Like, clearly uh, we forgot who we were. <laughs> well, I mean, we forgot who we were, so that sounds like that's what the curse is. So didn't isn't everyone else also under the same curse where they don't remember who they are? Lodar, Lodar actually steps in. He says, hey, I think we're having a, a miscommunication here. Uh, Jonas, calm down, okay? 
some weird stuff is going on here, but you just need to cool it, buddy. And Philippin? Why didn't you tell Fine, fine. You three. It's been a time. It's only been about about a year since you were all brought back here. You plus Bredoris were brought back here. And the Red Watchtower went up, and then we were all, uh, well, like Jonas here said, we tried. We tried to talk to you. It was not a pleasant experience. And even if we were able to, well, to be honest, talk through the excruciating pain, uh, you would forget all about it within about an hour. Wow. Wow. So then, why do we remember now the, the weird phoenix light bowl thing? Oh, yes, uh, Philippine interrupts, says, uh, that is what I was able to gather from Luthiel and Therosika. <laughs> uh, from what I can tell, Luthiel has actually spent the last year or so in the Plain of Fire. I believe she has been doing some adventuring on her own in a quest to find something that could remove the curse that was on you. Okay, so, like, of our memories, what things are real? Like, we thought we were useless because heroes are not allowed? Is that actually still a thing? Or are there, like, people who are strong out elsewhere in the world that we just don't know about? And they're Not like, that we know about. Not that are oh. left over. Okay, so that you is... Really, you all really screwed all right. it up for everybody. Well, in our defense, oh, well. there's someone right here who I think did a lot of the screwing up, but we're not punishing her that hard for it. It feels but, like it's not our fault, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Pointing at Persephone the whole time. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, really well, dropped the ball. <laughs> what do you want us to do with her? Uh, by this point... I think last episode we like removed all of her armor, took all her things, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she's just bound and gagged. Yes. <laughs> I mean, does anyone have like anti-magic something something that we could maybe slap on her? Because I feel like she can do magical things. I I could try to like mend these. <laughs> uh, well, one of them has crumbled into dust. <laughs> But this other manacle that I used to wear, it could be modified, perhaps? I will see what I can do. It's going to take time, though. Do I remember if Persephone is into, like, being shackled? Like, not a, not saying this from, like, a kink perspective. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> more along the I lines of, like... like it. <laughs> I, wor- I phrased this horribly. Uh, is Do I remember if Persephone uh, would be, like, too strong to, like, pull open bars on her own? Like, say, if we put her in a jail cell, is she is she a crafty, crafty person? Uh, sure, this is fun. Make a, make a wisdom check. Let's see. Let's see if you can... Cool. No modifier better whatsoever. better than your intelligence. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh no. Natural one. <laughs> Natural one. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rue, tell me about a memory you suddenly recall related to Persephone that does not help in this situation whatsoever. 
So as I'm like speaking out this like, or as I'm thinking about this scenario in my head, Rue in all of this suddenly just goes like blank in the face. Like he's paying, he's giving the the look that he's paying attention to everybody else talking, but really there's like wind blowing in his hair and he's just kind of in the distance, thousand yards stare at nothing. And he's having a vision of a time when we, uh, as a group got together Hmm, God knows how long ago at this point. But I would say that there was a point where between Rodoris and herself, one of their earliest moments of flirting with each other was a contest of strength. And between her and Rodoris, there was a point where they're doing a little bit of flexing and posing. And Rue wasn't really into it at first, but then he noticed that it's kind of hot between them doing that <laughs> stuff. And now <laughs> instead of this all being a thing where it's just a pose off, he's now just sculpting the image in his mind forever to watch the two of them go back and forth. And <laughs> at one point, Bradoris tries to lift up a rock that is far too big for him, and he fails. Because why not? It's funny. And Persephone, however, does not. And she manages to like do a full deadlift over it, then finally fireman's carry all the way up to like a full extension over her head. And at this point, Rue has to turn away and look away before things get too out of hand for him. And that's how my memory goes. The memory you pull from that time was definitely from the early stages of uh, Will They, Won't They? Yes. As far as Rodoris and Persephone goes. Yes. So it was a lot of tension happening in that, that exchange. Uh, so, unfortunately, nope, you have no idea if she would be able to break through any shackles or bars. Okay. Like um, I said, she's bound and gagged now. We just gotta throw her in somewhere. Well, I, mean, I don't know how long do she's her gonna gag? Don't we want, like, be out. information out of her and, like, wanna talk to her or something? Well, we can remove the gag at any given point. But That's for now, fair. I'd rather they have it. So, do we, like, try to go find Bradoris now? Because, like, I don't feel comfortable deciding what to do with her until Bradoris has something to do with this or something. I don't know. It, it, it totally makes sense that we, like, figure that out, but we don't know where. We don't even know how to get to him. It's like... And what that's really going to come from is if we talk to her. So Crazy idea. What if he's going to be at the whatever blood ceremony thing tonight? Uh, sorry, full moon? I don't know why. I keep thinking it's like a blood full moon. I put like my fingers to my temples and I'm like, the ritual of the new moon. That, Trying to sound like I, as smart as I can with my that negative thing. one modifier. Like, what if... They said something about Bredoras in a gladiator fight. What if, like, that happens over there? Oh. It's, like, the thing for the ritual. Right, Who make knows? a perception check. Okay. Perception. Oh, I can actually add things to my perception now. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be a 25. 25 on your perception check. As you're saying all this, and suddenly it's just feeling so much more confident and suave in everything that you do, you see a trio of uh, young people. Uh, there are two halflings and a human 
um, standing kind of off to the side in the shadow of one of the buildings, and they're just looking at you intently. Like, they'll look at you, and then they'll go back and they'll talk amongst themselves, and then they'll look at you, and then they'll go back and talk amongst themselves. Um, mid-sentence, I'll be like, uh, hello, uh, did you want something, guys? Hello, hi, and I'm gonna wave oh. my hand at them. Uh, oh, uh, uh, us? Us? Yeah, you three. Um, did you want something? Oh, yeah. Uh, they kind of scurry, scurry over to you, uh, and they say, "Um, uh, just uh, we were what? It's can we have your autograph?" Oh yeah, sure, for sure. Uh, do you have something to write? It, with? You can see now that these are these are definitely teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, so do you have like a something to write with? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of them pulls out an actual notebook. Uh, the other two obviously pull out something that they just had on them. It's like one is a grocery list and uh, the other is literally like a piece of leather. <laughs> and and do, do you have something to like, what am I going to use to write on that though? Uh, uh, yeah. Does anybody have a pen? <laughs> Uh, uh, Anybody? Philip Philippin has been standing there just watching this, and he goes, uh, "Yes, here I can. You can have this." Oh, thank you. Here, here. We I, we saw thank your you. concert uh, uh, a couple years ago um, at the Shining Wing, and I just oh, want to say it was God. brilliant. Thank you. Flattered. So for the one with the notebook, I'm actually gonna sign in the notebook, and then for the other two who don't actually have anything, I'm gonna look at the grocery list and just casually grab their left hand and pull it over and sign like along their arm, just like up their arm. And then for the other one, I'm gonna be like, yeah, um, how about here? And I'm gonna scrawl it across their collarbone. <laughs> uh, and then just- I, I'll hand the the pen back to Philippin. Thank you. Um, bye. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm never showering again. I mean, while this is going on, Fizz is like, concert a couple years ago? I want to try and remember this concert. <laughs> okay, we make a wisdom dance check. at this concert? How well did we play? That's a great question. <laughs> I was probably too drunk to remember. Alright, so remind me the mechanics of this. We can either call advantage before. Uh, well, you're specifically or... like, the, you're just trying to recall a memory right now. It's not like yeah. some other spill, skill check where you're trying to use a memory to aid you in it. So since mm-hmm. this is just, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's just a straight up wisdom check. Alright, alright, alright. That's a plus zero, so that's a 12. 12. Okay. I mean, it's it's a little hazy. You do remember uh, that Ray had solo concerts as well as group concerts. So, uh, this particular memory, I would say, um, you might not have been involved in it, but you were helping in some way. So describe that to me. All right. So, like you said, it is it is a little little foggy. But it, it was a little bit earlier on in um, 
Ray's and Fizz's friendship, I suppose, because I always imagined we were friends first. Because we we met we met at a tavern. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we we got drunk and like said some stuff, and I ended up just kind of following you for a little bit. Uh, I had my Boring. bagpipes, and I just enjoyed jamming with you. So I decided to help you set up uh, for this particular concert because we were we were we happen to have been going the same uh, direction in terms of your your mini tour. And I yeah. was just kind of out exploring the material plane. I had been here for a couple months. <laughs> and I remember watching your concert and thinking they're actually not terrible. <laughs> oh, I wonder. And that is where the the birth of a potential band began to bloom, at least in Fizz's mind. Their voice complements my bagpipes in a way that singing doesn't normally complement bagpipes. But and then, and then it kind of it keeps rolling with that. And yep, so you suddenly have this little bit hazy, but but a firm memory uh, coming back. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, you kind of out of the corner yeah, you're aware that Lodar and Jonas have been arguing uh, and at some point uh, Jonas has with a sour look on his face looks toward the unconscious figure of Persephone and then looks toward all of you and then kind of just turns on his heel and starts walking away and Lodar comes back and says hey, uh, alright we're gonna move her over into that inn over there that's where the, the guards were using as a as a temporary base of operations. Oh yeah, let, let me help you. The, and I'm gonna jail itself. I'm gonna I'm gonna help with like moving Persephone. <laughs> um, I'm very jealous of some teenagers at the moment, so I'm gonna help with moving Persephone's <laughs> body. Okay. Uh, you find it actually pretty easy enough. A couple of the townsfolk plus Lodar help out as you um, lift her up. Uh, it's, it's a little bit awkward, but as you lift her and start moving her, um, Philippin has been hovering, um, and he, he looks down as you shift some of the rubble aside, and he cocks his head curiously, and you see him start towing through the dirt, and then, he's, and then he leans over and starts clearing away some of the rubble to get at the cobblestones underneath. And then you see his eyes light up, and he goes, Oh, oh I see! I see! Ah, ah! And he just stands up and runs off. Ah, oh, come on, Philippin! You know I have short legs! Do you try to follow him? Yeah, because I did. I certainly did not help try and carry Persephone's body. <laughs> okay. I'll come um, I think this is when I find out, though, that I'm actually a little bit faster, because my movement has gone from 10 to 20 feet per round. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I'm going to say go ahead and make a dexterity check just to see if you're able to catch uh, catch on to him and climb up onto his shoulder before he gets out of range. Ooh, that's not good. That's a six. <laughs> it's a six. Okay. Uh, he um, uh, he gets way out of your... your he, he is, he's, a, he's a half elf, so he gets 30 feet per round. <laughs> he has 30 foot movement speed. So unfortunately, you don't react quite fast enough, and he is gone out of the square. You, he's running back in the direction of uh, the shop. 
I mean, I'm still following him. I was probably still too stuck in my head trying to remember that that concert and the birth the birth idea of this band that I would eventually be in and a little right. bit into Solja. So Faze, you're off running through the streets. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Rue, you and the other townsfolk managed to get Persephone over to the, the guardhouse. Uh, there is a little bit of a, a, a cot set up. They lay her out on it. She's, she's rather pale at the moment. Uh, in fact, I mean, you took a lot of blood out of her. There's a lot of blood on her clothing and everything, but you've taken off the armor and taken the weapons away. And uh, they do bind her hands and feet and keep the gag on her. Really overdo it, guys. Just, you know, and this looks great, but this is just a start. Like, go Maybe hand if you have to with the ropes. and feet together, too, and, like, behind her. So that's really inconvenient and not, like, a good spot. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get on that, Lodar, Lodar says. I think that's called, what, like, a hog tie? Is that what that's called? Yeah, you should hog tie her. I start There's... pulling at the collar of my kimono. Just, whew, getting a case of the vapors here. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, you're, as you're supervising this, you kind of feel a presence at your left shoulder. You turn and look around. Uh, there is a dwarven girl there, um, standing very straight, just looking at you with a little bit wide eyes. Are you lost? She steps back and then gives a little bow and she says, uh, Sensei, do you want me to gather the students back together? I look to Ray really fast. I look to Lodar. I look to anyone else who's been helping in the bindings. She's talking to me. Right? She is talking to you. And out of character, I just want to ask, is that Mabel? Uh, no, it is not Mabel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had to ask because it's like a dwarf woman. <laughs> uh, you have not seen Mabel yet, no. Okay. Just had a check. Had a check. <laughs> can, you, can you say that again? I just want to make sure, like, I'm not... I'm pretty sure I heard her say sensei. 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 Yeah. <sighs> to you, though? Puff out my chest a couple times, and then I, like, immediately collapse inwards on myself from panic. <sighs> yes, the students. Get them all together. For I'd like to try to see if I can remember anything about Rue being <laughs> a Sensei, because this is kind of news to me as it is yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a uh, make Could a wisdom history? check. History? No, this is wisdom. <laughs> this is personal memories, not history of the world. Yeah, that'll be an eleven. Eleven. Okay. I uh, yeah. You 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 again. Vague vague memories. Uh, of Rue teaching other students. Uh, describe to me one particular moment of Rue teaching somebody uh, sword play uh, that sticks out to Ray. Oh, kind of sword play. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, um, so, 
Probably when uh, Fizz and I were traveling and we like accidentally ran into Rue one day. Somewhere along our journey, um, when I was touring the world. Uh, continent? Whatever. Um, and like, maybe we came across the academy and Rue was there and we were like, Hungry, we were like, oh, hey, a place we can stop by and eat. Maybe, maybe we could get some lodgings for the night. Maybe is this a town? Don't know. Let's go in and maybe we'll perform or something. So we went into the compound. So actually, we had been there before. We just didn't remember. Um, it's a pretty yeah. forgettable place, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that amazing. And it was like Not a lot of panache. It was like one night and like, it's like where monks live, you know, it's not any place particularly fancy that, you know, we've been to. We've been to some nice places, Fizz. Um, yeah, precisely. I've so, talked about the Feywild and how swanky that can get, yet nothing else really tends to compare, especially this oh, yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it was one night out of all the nights that we've been on the road. And it's just a night on the road, but you know... We, we've been to that compound, and Rue was maybe teaching some people, um, and there were a lot of students running around, but, like, didn't really pay attention to any of them, because why would we? Of course, I'm already um, far too good at what I do. Why would I need to take more lessons? And, like, we were there to sing and, like, sleep for the night, really. We're just moving on on the road. In this, in this vague memory, uh, you realize that this is early in your adventures that you all had together. Oh, quite so early. the Rue that you see trying to teach students in your memory is not doing a good job of it. Oh, he was very new. He was quite green. Yeah. Um, he wasn't actually like a sensei master or anything yet, but he was like on his way. He was like oh, having then- some training days. He was being trained in as the new master of the place by, uh, maybe, was his grandmother still alive? I don't know when she you, died. You, you, rec- you recollect an uh, elderly halfling woman, yes. And that's uh, when so, we stepped in, because we were all I mean, there she pathetic. was memorable. No, 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 she was a memorable elderly halfling woman. Now, well, of course she, she was. left an impression. She was amazing, and then there's, like, there's some other guy around. Yeah, but yeah, remember, I'm, he was just so pathetic, and we were like, we have to step in and do something about this. And that's when we started helping out with the class and making it more fun and actually entertaining. Oh, yeah. we I, I sang for them. It was fun. Yeah, then I showed a couple of them how to stab things because they were, were working with sticks and stuff. And I remember the impressionable uh, grandma lady was like, yeah, well, yeah, this is good. But weren't they working with swords? That's like kind of a slashing thing and not a stabby, stabby dagger thing, though. Suffice yeah, but it was a class. Say, it was a night <laughs> of guess. shenanigans. Yeah, Rue <laughs> bought his training certificate at karatemasters.gov, so there was no way that anyone was listening to him then. Uh, but you don't, see, you don't see any of that hesitation in this dwarven girl's face. Uh, you, just, you just see her looking... Uh, hopeful. Uh, her eyes are wide. And when you say, yeah, yeah, get the students back together, she bows again and then says, the way of the drum will live on. 
Huh. And then she turns and she hurries out the door. And the beat moves on and on and on. And I'm going to look at Rue and be like, wow, that was really respectful of her. How good are you supposed to be? (laughs) You're telling me. I haven't thought about that. Like when we went to the compound, I had like a thing. No, it was the the night before we got to the compound. When we were attacked by the wolves, I had like a dream about training people. And then there was like pictures of all the masters at the compound. And then there was one picture of me. And I just thought it was a dream. So, to have students... Now that we have some memories back, was that a dream or was that a memory? Apparently both. Okay, so one or the other. You're able to tell now that you're thinking about it. Yeah, those were memories. I remember being told it's dangerous to dream about memories specifically, so now I'm a little more afraid for that. But all the same, it happened. I am a sensei, so... I have to take charge of my school again. My oh my god, the whole thing is coming back to me. Uh, wow! And I'm gonna break out into song. It's all coming back to me now. We cut away from that to is <laughs> running through the streets. Uh, unfortunately, you 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 lost Philippine a little while ago just because his legs are much 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 longer than yours are. Uh, but Curse you, you tall managed to, people. <laughs> you managed to catch up at the lazy dragon. Uh, the you see that he's actually left the door open behind him as he has burst inside. And as you come in, the the blue lights inside pulse three times as you cross the threshold. And then he, uh, uh, and then you you go in. You hear this rustling behind the counter, and up comes that box again. The, the lid thrown open, you see him rummaging through it, and he pulls out two scraps of paper. And then uh, I, he turns and sees you, unless you don't want to be seen. Are you spying or are you just walking in? No, I, I'm walking in, probably heavily breathing, because I've had to run at full speed to catch up to them. Probably dashing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, actually, no, you know what, now that I think about it, as a rogue, you may you might have been able to keep up with him. Anyways, we'll, we'll compromise. Say that we got there around the same time, but he still opened the door first. Yeah, because I know I'm gonna get electrocuted if I open the door first. <laughs> he turns to look at you and he says, "Fizz, ah, fizz, this, this is what Therostika was trying to tell me in the dreams." Uh, uh, All right. And he's holding up the two scraps of paper. Why, why, why? You guys just gonna leave me hanging here? What do they say? <gasps> No, I see. Oh, wait. Uh, and he turns back around on his heel. He goes back to the <laughs> the box and he pulls out the headband of the headband of telepathy. And you see him just really quickly tie it around his head. It's like a, it's like a, a, a Japanese Tanubu band. And, and he uh, runs back to the door, looks down to you and says, uh, uh, Come, come, quick. May I? I uh, do you want... Um, would you like a shoulder? Mm. I just, I stare at him just to make him feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I, and then, yeah, then, then, yeah, I, I climb up. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, he doesn't run this time because he's tired. He's a half-elf wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking through the streets kind of out of breath, and he shows you the scraps of paper. 
with two weird runes drawn on them. And he says, I did not know why Theresika would send me these, these images of these symbols. They were all I was able to remember when I woke up. But I see now, these are teleportation runes. They are? Did, I cannot believe I never thought how how did the Empress use the watchtower to arrive with her troops so quickly all the time. The base, it was a hidden teleportation circle. So if we clear away all the rubble there, we're gonna find the remains of a circle? And we can yes. use it to go somewhere? Yes, yes, that's what I was find that's what I found earlier. Huh. Ooh, so that means someone could still be coming here at any given moment? Well, I... I oh, I did not think about that. Uh, I, I... 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 Oh, I hope not. Well, Moshan, get to the circle! Ah! He's <laughs> running again. <laughs> He's out of breath. <laughs> uh... But uh, when you do make it back to the the courtyard, uh, the other the two of you have come back out into the sun as well. Um, you see Philippin and Fizz arrive. More and more people have started gathering. You see that uh, I think you, you you had seen that some of the guards had been tied up, uh, but you don't see them anymore. And you gather that they they are the ones who have been taken to the prison now, uh, which you remember was very was pretty small at the time. And there's this kind of milling crowd that's not quite sure what to do. But you do see, you know, suddenly there's more pink than you've seen in a very long time. Not on everybody, but you see pink scarves, pink ribbons, that kind of thing, just suddenly not being hidden anymore. And hey, dinguses, help us clear away this rubble! I say more specifically to Ranru. Uh, yes, um, yes. Ray's gonna look left and right. Um, sorry, are you talking to me? Yes, of course I'm talking. Who else am I gonna be talking to? I'm sorry, are you asking me to clear away, away rubble, though? Did you get stupider? Yes! Yeah, and I'll, like, no. hold up the two, like, scrap pieces of paper. These are runes, and they're part of a circle thingy. You know, that's how it... It magic works and stuff, and it's underneath all that rubble. Uh, oh. Yes, if you could all, um, let's please help move. Yes, and Philippin just starts getting down and starts moving bits of rubble aside. I continue to sit on his shoulder because I will not be of any help actually removing rubble. Um, I, I'd like to. Are there any animals in the area? Uh, not. We'll make a perception check. All right. Oh, that's a net one. So, total <laughs> oh, no. seven. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, there are no stables around here, and you're fairly certain you've like seen dogs and cats and stuff around, but all of the commotion. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing in the area that you can find right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I will like physically do some manual labor and clear the rubble. I'll help. 
I'll just walk over. I'm used to Fizz's abuse at this point, so. <laughs> oh, you bet. I just continue to bark orders from Philippine's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that rock, that one. No, that bigger one. You're the barbarian. You should be able to lift that one. You um, quit shrinking at me. Yeah. <laughs> the bard part comes before the barbarian part. We are still half barbarian. Put backs into it. Uh, if you weren't so small, I would say that you need to help as well because you can't just keep shouting orders like that at, like, everyone. I'm going <laughs> to stand up on Philippine's shoulder and reach out an arm to physically lean, at, like, my hand against his temple. Like, yeah, bro, what you honestly going to tell me to do about this? Um, Can at least be helpful I, and the shouting right here and, and I'm gonna wave my hand in front of my face in like a circle. This here is not helpful. So so as you're having this what is this? Standoff? I don't know. <laughs> um uh, Rue is the only one actually clearing rubble away. And as you're clearing rubble, Rue, you hear a throat cleared behind you. You turn around and you see lined up there uh, various uh, halflings, humans. Uh, there's about six of them, um, including that dwarven girl from earlier, saying, Can we help, Sensei? Uh, yes, yes, there is a task that I have for you for your today's training. And it is all about the blessing of the clear ground. You must sanctify these grounds before you by removing these impurities. And uh, after you're done with that, you will help the effort to rebuild the Heron's Rest. And this will help you with building your broad shoulders so that when you swing your sword, you don't throw it out. Yeah, so do it in that order. The impurities first, then the wood up against the grain. All fathers. Uh, nope. Don't scratch that. Just help with the, the in after. There's a moment, and then they all in unison say, Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> wow. And then they start, they fan out, and they start uh, they start clearing away a bunch of the rubble. <laughs> and uh, from across, across the circle, uh, Lodar has come up. He's been milling around, talking with people. There's a lot of conversations happening at the moment. And you see him uh, look up to you, and, he, and he, he calls across, and he says, Hey, I think you mean the hero's rest. Karen's <laughs> ah. um, rest is also really oh. good, though. So, y- you know what? You're the guy. You're the guy in charge. You pick whatever you like. Eh, hey. uh, he'll remember eventually. Okay. <laughs> so... It just immediately <laughs> goes over his head. The wind starts <laughs> blowing again, and... <laughs> Um, so you all wait for Rue's students to do the work for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, right upon seeing all these people doing the work, just sits back and is really happy that Ray doesn't have to do really all that much, but like puts an effort into making it look like Ray is doing something. Alright. Are you still on Philippine's shoulder, Fizz? You, you bet. Just lean in against his his head, because like I'm gonna do anything to help out with this. 
At, at some point, he just stands back and he wipes some the dirt off his face, but it just leaves another smudge there. And he. Ugh, kind of oh my just, god! I'm gonna take like my own like pixie rag from like my bag and like just Christ! I gotta do everything here. Oh, I, I think you. So um, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling bad because normally I would be able to help with some of this, but the shackles only came off this morning, and I have not had time to prepare any, any spells that might be able to help. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I'm feeling kind of tired. We've been up all night. Oh, uh, but we got so much to do. Yes, there is a lot <sighs> to do. Yeah, isn't the full moon like tonight? The new moon. It's the new, new moon, moon, Ray. That, not, yeah, that thing. I still. I'm sorry, out of character. Why are you holding a tape measure? Yeah, this is 10 <laughs> inches. I wanted to see what 10 inches on a shoulder looked like, and turns out it's actually above the top of my head. So Fizz is really doing like the Willy Wonka condescending meme like, on his that. neck. Just- yeah, right, right by oh, his really? ear and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. So, that's, that's actually a really scale, helpful demonstration of where... How tall 10 inches on a shoulder is. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I have it sitting on my desk, so I thought I would put it to use. But, uh, yeah. that, that's super nice. I like it. But yeah... <laughs> Yes, the new moon is tonight. I can only assume, and he holds out the scraps of paper, that uh, Derasika would have sent these with a purpose. They must represent somewhere you are supposed to go. That was always the plan. It was, except it was supposed to be you three and Rodoris and Luthiel. Yeah, now we're just down to the three of us. Yeah, speaking of the other two, is there any way we can find them? I'm sure there is. I hope so. Is there a way we can do it before tonight? Yeah, can we take them with us? Somehow? I do not know where they are. Do any of you have... I, I do not have any spells prepared at the moment. No, the could, best lead um, we have is that they're maybe in some kind of gladiator tournament thingy. I don't know. Stephanie you know seemed to think that they that might be. know what's going on. I suppose if the lady Persephone is still alive, she might have some information. Yeah, well, we didn't kill her. So yeah, she's alive. It was confusing for us when things first started happening. Yeah, when, we're also very confused ourselves. When you four were brought back, none of us here in the town knew that the Lady Persephone had turned. Uh-huh. <laughs> when we did find out, it was not a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it it's not exactly not a pleasant, pleasant re-remembering all of this either. It's, yeah, it's still a surprise right now. You are still having trouble remembering? Uh, Am I kinda? supposed to have remembered everything by now? Because I don't think I do. It might take time. It was a very a very powerful curse from what Derosika and I could tell before you know she was taken. Oh, 
Maybe these runes will lead you to her. I don't know. Yeah, but we need to get Ink? to the Crimson Empress and her moon festival thing. New moon! New <laughs> moon! <laughs> like, I kind of, like, shake Ray a little bit just from the side. Not, like, a full, like, pay attention. No, like, it's, it's more just, it's, uh, casual. Uh, yeah, the new moon thing that... How's the circle looking at this point and all the rubble? Starting to look pretty clear, and you can see now, Philippine starts pointing out, oh, you see there, that that was part of the base of the tower. It is, see, see, the, see the lines there, and that etching there, and the runes there, and the way that that stone, he just starts pointing out uh, the parts of the teleportation circle oh. that were etched into the base of the tower. Yeah, I understand all of this. Hmm. I am starting to kind of zone out, but I'm nodding along. <laughs> As right, so can, are you able to tell where exactly this thing goes with what we have here and the two symbols that you have? I mean, like, I, I hate to teleport somewhere and end up somewhere we don't want to be. I'm going to have to... Uh, to a little research you see the problem with teleportation circles is that you have to have the begin and he starts going off on this whole rant about how teleportation circles work and the yeah, networks yeah. and Ray's uh, while, while this is happening knowingly and completely zone out like eyes are dead but just nod while this is happening uh, Lodar uh, approaches you and kind of just sidles up to you um, as Philippin is off. Just Philippin's actually kind of like like a like a cat following a a laser pointer. Has actually just sort of pacing around the circle of the teleport teleportation <laughs> just, circle. And I have to sit down this. by this point because <laughs> he's just moving around too much. Mm-hmm. And Lodar comes over and kind of smiling and looking at the crowd, and then says out of the corner of his mouth to you. Hey, uh, she's awake. She wants to talk to you. Surprise, surprise. No, who's who's closer to me, uh, Ray or Rue, for me to just jump onto their shoulder? Uh, probably me. I mean, I haven't been doing any work. I just look, <laughs> I just look busy. That's about, that's about it. Alright, I, I get Philippine's uh, cheek that I had, like, wiped off earlier a good, and leap over to uh, Ray's shoulder. Are you going? Okay, I will will look at, I I will have an answer for you by the time you come back, I hope. Take a nap! (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Um, Yeah, I would love to take a nap. No, not you! (laughs) Give us... When are we gonna take a nap? I'm tired. I want to sit in a teacup. Oh, jeez. We've had... Look, just gotta muscle it out for like a little bit longer. We're so close. Let's just go talk to Persephone. That's what I'm saying. We just get that out of the way and then we can take whatever rest we need, whatever you guys need for that. Then I look over at uh, Philip and again, take a nap. <laughs> I, I have five more minutes. Get your spell book all figured out. Whatever you gotta do. Um, you need to be like useful or something. You know? I love how Ray just got mean. Yeah, <laughs> Ray is late. Ray is late for his men's health cover shoot. Like, just... <laughs> what does fame do to a person? Oh my gosh! 
<laughs> I mean, like, her we gotta go, guys. My GQ interview famous. is at three forty-five. Not a minute later. <laughs> Ray has no time for all this. No. All right. Ray needs a massage. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, as it's you go over to the inn that they had converted into a little guard room, uh, you do see Jonas and that group of uh, uh, other townsfolk kind of conspicuously hanging out just around the corner. Um, just kind of sort of keeping guard as far as you can tell. Just there. They watch you go into the room. Oh, good, good. Uh, inside, a you can see propped up against against the wall, sitting on the floor, uh, is Persephone, not wearing any armor. In fact, they've also taken her boots. Uh, her um, hair tie has been uh, removed as well, so her long, dark hair is falling about her shoulders. She looks rough. Uh, very, very rough. Um, she raises her head, looks at you from under the curtain uh, of the hair that's falling across her eyes. And says, "Thank you for coming." Um, well, I Ray think you like owe us say, some answers. Ray would like just like to say, "You know, your hair is actually ravishing." Oh my god! You gonna You've start flirting with them too? How many of us have gotten together in our group? And I would like to try to recall a memory if that's ever happened. <laughs> 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 Go for it. <laughs> 18. 18. Oh, shit. Okay. It's all going down. <laughs> you know that at the very least, Rue has made moves on everybody at one point or another. Alcohol might have been involved in some of them, but he's at least made moves on everybody, including you. Yeah, that did not go well. I no. definitely gave you a toe ring. Everybody at some point. You know, obviously, Persephone and Brodorus. Uh, probably the most stable relationship out of the group. Uh, you know that Luthiel and Ray had a thing for a while. Oh, did they? Did mm-hmm. they? Yeah, it didn't last, though. Didn't last. Oh, you know what? I didn't probably last. kept, like, this pixie game show host journal of um what's what the the newlywed game <laughs> and, and, and anytime anyone was showing interest in anyone else in the group uh fizz would go up and slyly coerce you guys into end up playing that game without letting you guys know that that's the game we were playing <laughs> What is the uh, so game? so? Describe to me uh, a memory that Fizz is able to pull up about about the various relationships amongst this group. <laughs> oh my god! Well now, well now I gotta know. Did Ray and Rue end up pulling anything together? Is this is this rekindling or is this a whole new thing? Or was there that no interest like it's at up all? To you. It's that's, that's the kind <laughs> of thing that you you three get to figure out. All right. All right. Um, we'll go with the more obvious one. Because very clearly, uh, Bedoris and Persephone were, at least in Fizz's eyes, there is something going on there. And I 
did a little heart sense here, a little heart sense there. Oh yeah, there are sparks. I can tell. I'm a pixie. You can't lie to me. <laughs> I thought you were a sprite. <laughs> I'm a sprite. That's right. I'm not some gumdrop pixie. Ah uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a night, you know. It was, I set the mood myself. I know how to do these things. I'm very good at setting it up. Uh, there's there's a campfire involved, and I made sure to send Ray and Rue out, uh, I don't know, to like go hunting or something. I thought it'd be funny. Who knows? Maybe one of them would actually shoot the other in the back. You never know. Or maybe we had a really good time together. We were told to go star searching, and Rue accidentally got lost. Yeah, and we instead we found stars within each other's souls. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely, but that that was another newlywed game I was going to play with them later. Unfortunately, I never got the chance. But I, mean, I, I played the game with Bedoris and Persephone, and we were around a campfire, and I just started, you know, asking the questions. The early questions, because I imagine they hadn't been maybe official quite yet, but it was there. It was teeter-tottering. I just had to push them over the edge. Oh, yeah. It was, now it was, it was ver- like, very teenagers around a campfire awkward and you forgot to get rid of Luthiel so she was there but she backed your play of course she did she's always backed my plays when it came to these things she was a true (laughs) co-host and that is the memory you were able to pull up (laughs) out of all of this Uh, (laughs) yeah 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 hey (laughs) point to Persephone (laughs) You, you were one of us. You were, you were actually good friends with us, and we, we played games around campfires. And what the hell happened? So, like, you had a reason, right? Can you like share that? I have a question first. Oh, I'm fine. Is there anything I can do? To get you to stop this. Uh, yeah, like, what about let's start with the truth and why? Why should we? About a week before we were supposed to break into the throne room, I sat down with Bredoris. And we tried to do a... a commune with... with nature, with with our avatar. Okay. You know, we both met at the Temple of Rifel. Rifel is the avatar of strength and battle. That's why we got on so well. So we were reaching out to him for guidance. And I was helping. And when we made contact, what is usually comforting, a source of strength, there was something else there. It was tainted, and we couldn't reach our own avatar. And that's when I knew that we weren't going to beat this. Okay, but that doesn't mean that 
we weren't going to. When we didn't, it was because you turned around on us. I... I saved you. I know you don't believe me and I don't care, but it's true. Well, okay, convince us that you actually saved us because nothing you just said meant anything or was mildly persuasive. Seems like to me you just took away the one shot we did have. Yeah, like Fizz said, it sounds like you took the easy way out. The Crimson Empress serves something much worse than she is. Okay, and we can let her not serve whatever that might be? I don't think you understand. Are you ready to fight a god? I mean, don't you two serve gods or something? Like, isn't that what worship is like about? And we were cut off from them by whatever it is she's serving. Okay, so it sounds like your faith wavered, which is the opposite of the definition of faith, and I'm not even faithful. She just looks at you, narrows her eyes. Ray, I don't care if you believe me about my motives. Just believe me that you don't stand a chance. So then what do you actually want us to do? Go back to being low-adventuring idiots? Maybe. Yeah, so from the memories that we have now, sounds like that was not really a way to live. We were kind of really dumb. Well, says you, I'm as intelligent as I ever was. fucking best that's what right. i am i don't uh-huh. know i found it kind of nostalgic no 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 nostalgic taking over people's lives and making them miserable showing up on the just like on a whim and dragging people away you find that nostalgic do i i meant the part where we didn't have the weight of the world on our shoulders and you also had Bradoris to share that with, you know? I gave that what, up. What, is he just, like, not important enough to you? And you're just like, yeah, it's fine. I can live without him. He can go fight in a gladiator ring for whatever. She lunges at you. Uh, but While she rolled tied a, up? She rolled it too, so she does not break oh. her bonds. <laughs> uh, can I kick her in the face? Well, she had, uh, at, because she tried to lunge at me and like she's behind bars though, isn't she? Oh, is she? Uh, no, there are no bars in here. She's just tied up in the corner. Ow! Can I try to kick her in the face? Yeah, she yeah. To lunge make at me? an attack roll. Oh, that's only a three plus whatever my attack might be. Is it like an unarmed <laughs> strike, basically? Yeah, I don't right. know what that is. <laughs> it doesn't hit. She she ducks Although out she, of the way. Oh, it's a plus nine, so that'd be a twelve, and she is flat-footed. Is that what it is? She's yeah, but even without her armor, she's still got enough. I'm gonna twelve. Try and restrain Ray from making this worse. (laughs) Kind of like, hey, 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 we're we're talking here. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, Ruse, you're fucking me now. Rue's Bronx accent is coming out here. No kidding. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> We're off from Brooklyn. Anyway, well, if he's doing that, I'm hopping down. Uh, so because she is a half-orc, uh, half-orc and you are a gnome, Ray, uh, she gets up to her knees at the least, and she is towering over you. She, uh-huh. she just she just lunged. You, you missed kicking her, so she came right up, and she's, like, looking straight. That You guys are nose-to-nose as she's looking at you. You just see this fierceness in her eyes, and she says... I have to admit, Ray, I really did miss all your bullshit. Oh, well, I don't miss yours. Are we done with this now? In case she likes, to, yeah. she likes to see for- people suffer. If you're going to do this, you should know what's going on. Well, by all means. I don't know anything about the ritual, but... Helpful. She takes special pleasure in watching people hurt each other. Like watching you hurt us because we don't remember you? Yes. And you let her do that. Yes. Good job. What do you know of the actual ceremony? The plan? Where is it, at least? Do you know that much? At her palace. They've been preparing for it for a while now. Will that the, teleportation circle take us there? Where the tower used to be? The teleportation circle under the tower will take you straight back to the examiner's guard room. Is that in the palace? It's a part of a network hub, yeah. Where's Pradoris? With her. Of course so is Lucio. The deal was the deal was that I would come take care of you three. But that, take care uh, as in, like, kill? That or hasn't happened. Take care as in something else? She didn't specify, so... Look, if you're not going to be sensible and leave, then you need to know... You need to know you might have to fight Luthiel and Bredoris. Why would we Elaborate, need to do that? Go on, explain. Because that's what she likes to do. So can we, like, break their spell somehow? The way our whatever spell has been broken now? Actually, how did our spell get broken? I don't even know. 
hope you can. She likes to give people a chance. She's actually very honest. A That's a weird to... trait for a mega villainess to have. A chance to do what? Chance she to win. To... God, right? Um... I swear to God, were you always this dumb? She likes to see people twist themselves around for the slim chance at victory and then watch their hope get crushed. That can only happen if they know that that slim chance at victory is real. Uh, okay. So what's the chink in the armor then? What is the actual chance that we have? She is a crazed follower of this deity of hers. This ritual is trying to do something with that. Bring bring that deity into the material world, maybe? The twisted ones? She looks at you and nods. <sighs> is she one of them? The Empress? Yeah. No. Oh. She's oh, hey, that's a relief. All we gotta do is stop the ritual. We can we take her down. The ritual never even happens, right? Well, apparently it sounds like we have to get through Luthiel and Berdoris, unless I mean, we can somehow magically break their spell, which I don't quite know how ours broke. Let's 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 put things into perspective here. Last time we fought with Berdoris, a spider almost took him down. So I'm pretty sure we could do some good things to get her. We start with him. Luthiel's probably going to be a wild card because she can do all kinds of good stuff. Um, so we'll focus on her after and then cakewalk. It's just us three. We got... You know, maybe we shouldn't go over the details of whatever plan we come up with right in front of someone who betrayed us the last time we did it. Oh, the person who's going to be tied up and staying here and can't do anything about it? I'm not I mean, too that's worried about kind of an assumption. Like, what if she still could do something about it, even though she is I tied look up? over at Persephone, and I'm like, you can't get out of those ropes, can you? You think like, she would tell you, you the she truth? Look, she, looks up at, she looks up at Fizz and says, I always knew you were the smart one, Fizz. <laughs> I don't say anything. I just glare at her in, in my fizz way in that, that fizz fay way she sits back and uh, leans against the wall again and looks up at all of you and says uh, I think you're on a fool's errand Aren't we I think always? if you want to live you'll leave You'll get as far away from Aleth as you can. But if you're determined, then I've given you what help I can. No, you could still give us more. This is gonna walk over a little bit. Is she still like on her knees? Did she, or you said she sat back down, kind of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stand relatively in front of her, my anticlimactically short stature. (laughs) So that teleportation circle will take us to your chambers. 
Let's talk security then. What happens when we get out of there? How do we get back to the throne room? I think last time we went through some kind of tunnel? Tunnel? Make a persuasion check. With advantage because I... Well, you know what? I don't need it. <laughs> um, persuasion, 21. 21? Okay. She regards you for a bit and says, Well, I don't think you should go to the examiner guardhouse, but if you do, it's not too far from the throne room. And she'll she'll give you some directions. Uh, so you we can we can we can say that you have a now firmer memory of the layout of the palace. You have an idea of where where things are. And she specifically specifically points out to you the location where the royal gladiator pit is. Uh, she 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 says as part of this ritual she's preparing for, they've been making modifications over there. I haven't been privy to the exact nature of those. But something's going on with that pit. I'm gonna go up. Oh yeah, you said they took off her shoes and or boots and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go up and like touch her toe. <laughs> okay. Uh, do heart sense. She'll make a wisdom saving throw. Alright, alright, alright. She got a natural 19. I think that probably beats it. Well, it's against my new spellcasting modifier. Huh? Okay, okay. Or not modifier. DC. Mm, what is my... Go to spells. It might say it in my spells. Yeah. It doesn't say it in my spells. Because it would be, what, 8 plus... Proficiency plus charisma, right? Yeah, so probably. it's... That's probably it. 8, 9, 10, 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, she beats it. I think it's a 17 or 18. Okay. All right. Close. Nice try, Fizz. And I look look at her toe, because it's probably on the foot that I obliterated with my daggers. There's crusted blood everywhere. And I take my hand off and... Scrape the blood off my dried blood off my hands. I'll still do an inside check, a, a normal inside check to see if she's holding out on anything or okay. trying normal to deceive us for certain details. Got it. That was my phone. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. She's pretty guarded. Uh. You get a sense of resignation from her that she is she knows there's nothing she can say or do to stop you all from going off to what she very truly believes is certain death. Uh, but you almost catch an undercurrent of pride. Squint. My typical fizz squint. I think there's a little part of you that wants us to go. 
At least you want us to go with the right information so that you can also buy into this little glimmer of hope that we can do this. So I really hope you're not lying to us. Or it will be certain death. She smiles a little bit. And looks at you and then the rest of you. And then she looks out the window toward toward the, toward the door. And says... Uh, well, hopefully I'll be around to see it when it happens. You want to see Bradoris again, don't you? No. What? Oh, I was, was not expecting that one. <laughs> oh boy. Why would you not? At that point, there's a knock at the door. And uh, you see uh, a Philippine outside um, kind of opens and peeks in. I, I just um, wanted to let you know I... I, I figured it out. Uh, okay, uh, it's uh, very tense in here. Uh, never mind. I uh, he closes the door. <laughs> well, anything else you got to say? Good luck. I mean, thanks. I'm going to tell him you said that, just so you know, that you're rooting for us. It won't matter. Oh, it will. It's it's going to be good. He's going to love it. Backing away, backing away, backing away. <sighs> she uh, closes her eyes and lets her hair fall over her face, and you. she doesn't watch as you leave. You come out. It's getting to be about noon at this point. Uh, with all the clearing of the rubble and everything, it's it's been it's been it's been a while. Uh, God, are we pushing any exhaustion by this point? You guys had it's it's only been like twenty four hours since you had a long rest. We took the Has we it? took the long rest inside of the tree after the the guard fight, and like it was like midday. eight o'clock ish. We went here, and it's been overnight, and it's now noon. You said, yeah. So yeah, basically, so you guys slept from noon to 8 p.m. yesterday, mm -hmm. and then you worked through the night, and now it's coming up on noon the next day again. Yeah. Okay. I, I kept thinking we had an extra day tired. in there for travel that we just plowed through. Yeah, well, we're, we're reaching, like, the normal day tired, but... Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. You, you are tired, but uh, uh, Philippin says, uh, all right, so, yes, these, these runes, um, I was able to figure out this... I believe they'll take you to the location that Therosika has deigned. I do not know where that is, but she's the one who sent them, so... Well, Persephone said that this particular circle will take us to her quarters. Why would you want to go there? No. <laughs> well, not... well, it's a way in, because apparently it's close to the throne room, but... You're saying if we put these symbols in there instead, it'll take us somewhere else? How, do, how does this work? I don't know, magic. Yes, uh, these symbols that Therosika sent, she must have sent them for a reason. And since the plan was for you and Bradoris and Luthiel to all do this, that must be where you were meant to go. 
Alright. How long will it take to change the circle? Oh, I've already done it. Oh, well then there's that then! <laughs> I, sorry, I thought, I thought that's what I... No, it's fine, it's I can fine, try to we don't... We, were, we were still I, getting answers, Philip, and you've been fantastic, I, yeah. all given everything you've been through in the last couple days. So, I—I I mean, I feel—I feel great. Yeah, well, no, I don't feel great. I feel hopeful. <laughs> that's what I feel. That's—that's that's almost as good as looking great. So, you, I mean, you—you're doing both really well, buddy. Patting him on the shoulders a couple times. Uh, uh, um. So what is the plan? I don't know. Should we rest a little bit? Gather any leftover supplies we may need? I don't know. We still have... No, like, gesture to the bag of holding that Ray Definitely time to go to sleep, but, like... Oh, I mean, we have stuff in here, but... Is that even, like, worth bothering to sell it right now? What we probably do need, though, is probably... Philippin, do you have any more of those lovely, delicious, amazing health potions? I... I think that we should be able to scrounge up a few from the guards who stole them. That would be good. Yes, that is a great idea. So we'll probably need some of those before we leave. Um, yeah, I'm ready to pass out. So we've been awake far too long. Why don't we at uh, least take a short break at the very I'm least? Because uh, if we take a long one, it's going to be dark. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. But the sun um, doesn't set. What time does the sun set? Oh, not for another six or seven hours. Lovely. Um. Do you know? I think because the here, I, I, I can put you up at the Lazy Dragon. You can. That's great. I, I mean, there are some beds. It's not an inn, but. I feel like, um, and he looks around and there's kind of almost a festival atmosphere happening right now. There's just a lot of people and a lot of people hovering and pointing at you. And some of them look excited and hopeful and others look angry. Uh, there's a mixture here of, of going on. And Philippin looks at all of that and says, I don't know if you would get a good rest at an inn. So perhaps a there more isn't private exactly establishment. There is in town anymore anyway, so, so yeah, we'll take whatever. So does this circle, since it's not going to take us to the palace itself, you think this circle will bring us somewhere like safe enough where we could get arrested a little bit more? You know. I'd rather not risk it. After all, the plan has changed. It may have been safe back then, but who knows if it still is now. Um, well, I could, I could try to use this headband and contact Terasika and ask her. Maybe now that the Red Watchtower is gone, I will have more luck using it. We're, we're seeing a lot of new possibilities today, um, so. Actually, uh, Ray, you are <laughs> in many ways 
more uh, powerful with the arcane than I am. At least uh, certain kinds. I am? Yes, I... <laughs> believe me, it is true. Rayla think visibly confused. Um, and he takes off the headband and he hand, holds it out toward you and says, I honestly think it might be better if you gave it a try. I mean, sure. I don't possibly see how I could be doing any better than you, but okay. And I'm going to put it on. Okay. <laughs> you see, you see, Philippin, uh, Fizz, you, you hear Philippin, like, muttering under his breath, be like, well, I mean, in, in actual knowledge of the arcane, no, you are not. You know, rough. <laughs> if we're talking about, you know, sheer, just raw power to break through, you know, spe- anyways. <sighs> Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and make uh, an oh gosh if if we were back in like an older edition of D&D this would be a use magic item check Um, but uh, this is going to be a just a a spell casting modifier check so make a, a charisma check plus your proficiency bonus great Let's roll that. Charisma plus... What, wait, what is proficiency right now? It's not listed on here for me. It's probably... Do you I know think guidance? It's huh? Do you know guidance? That's a bard spell, I do isn't not. It? Okay, I was going to say other ways you could guide yourself. But. I, I don't think I can guide myself. Um, can you bardic inspiration yourself? No, <laughs> I cannot. Um, what is proficiency? It's plus six. Plus six. Plus six no. Okay, plus six. So, plus... Okay. Oh, no! Oh, no! It was a nat one! So that brings me to, to 11. Oh, yeah, do you want to call yeah, on recall. a memory to get a re-roll? Yeah. Let's okay, go ahead and roll shit. again. <laughs> okay, that was a 12, so 22. Okay, so first off, uh, tell me about what what memory are you recalling that is giving you the strength to use this weird uh, headband that you've never seen before? Well, I kind of have been on like a spiritual journey to learn about the mystical powers of magic because that's kind of where I was going with my life, you know? Like, barbarian has been like what I was raised as, but I really wanted to go and be a bard and turns out that has something to do with like magical things and I could suddenly do some crazy magic things. So, you know, I was kind of on a journey and there's some like, maybe it was like a dream. It feels like a dream. It definitely feels like a dream, but I don't think it was a dream. It's kind of really hard to tell. Um, It's otherwise known as Burning Man. (laughs) Coachella? Fire Festival? (laughs) Yes. Um, And it was amazing. And I really connected with that musical part of my soul and kind of, you know, some like magic kind of flowed through me while I was there. I don't really know if that really happened, but I think it did. 
Yeah, it was a yeah. festival called uh, Gnome Aflame. <laughs> and there may have been some strange, uh, you know, mushrooms and uh, music. And you did a weird thing where you combined your rage with magic at some point. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, it was such a great time. I, it must have been a dream. <laughs> But it felt so real. Yeah. So somehow this memory of this uh, 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 trippy, trippy experience allows you to send your mind down this path, uh, 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 this twisting path that uh, you wouldn't otherwise have been able to do. And uh, you feel your mind make a connection with some other mind on the other end of this this uh, this headband of telepathy. Oh, so did Ray just sit down and start meditating, or did they just lay on the ground and instantly fall asleep? No, probably yeah, Ray would have like sit, sat with like the back against his his back against like a wall and like been thinking about music, and so Ray would have been like jamming against the wall. Jamming. Okay. Kind of doing this like little Jamming. dance, like I'm listening to music that's completely in, and entirely in my own head. That's what you all see. Um, meanwhile, in your head, in your head, Ray, you hear a voice. You hear a female uh. voice, older older woman voice, um, uh, says, "Oh my." Uh, that reminds me of my youth a little bit. Uh, so you finally... Uh, so, sounds like you're finally starting to put the dots together, huh? Well, get sorry, yourselves on you over here then. Who are you and what dots then. are we putting together? <laughs> it's Therasica, my dear. I'm assuming this is Ray. Oh. I'd recognize oh. that haze anywhere. Uh, and the disdain. Yeah. Good to know you're back to yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't really remember you, but Philippin did mention your name. Ah. Uh, well, we're running out of time if you're not aware of that, so I would say you should make your way over here as quickly as possible. Okay, where is here? And what? Ah. Uh, the Imperial Workshop. My Imperial Workshop, if you please. And how are we getting to you? Because it feels like I'm already here, so... Oh, child. Uh-huh. I'll see you when you're not in such a... drug-fueled, hazy memory. <laughs> when you start to make sense again. Yeah, you're not making sense, so... You want to, like, clarify? Sorry, how are we getting to you? I know there's, like, a teleportation circle we're supposed to get, but, like, are you there? The connection has cut off. You're talking to yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to talk to myself for a little more, because I don't realize that the connection has dropped. And I feel like, yeah, so, like, 
I know that's like a teleportation circle and we're supposed to go somewhere towards the like Crimson Empress, but like, are you there or something? Like, how the heck are we supposed to find you? And are we supposed to find you before we go to the whatever moon festival thing? Um, hello? Um, Sarah Sika? Uh, hello. Philippin Philippin leans over to Rue and Fizz and says, "Is he okay?" I don't think uh, they were ever okay. Oh, I don't. Wow, I can't believe if, I almost got into a thruple with that. Now, whatever you would you have enjoyed got into it. Thruple. I, I, I don't. Philippin, it's a long story. I'll fill you in when we're back. I um, feel like it's probably not that long. It, no, but it's saucy. And I'm going to grab uh, Ray by the shoulders and, like, pull the headband off of his head. Oh, oh, hi, hi, hi. Hey, um, you're back. Let's did, go. Did it work? What? I mean, yeah, I talked to Sarah Pika, but... <laughs> Who? <sighs> you see this oh. weird mix of on, on Philippine's face of both... Happiness and also just like this frustrated anger. Now you know what I deal uh, with on a daily basis. They said something about like we have to get to them soon, but like they didn't give me any specifics about it. So there's that. Nothing at all. <laughs> what? Well, I they oh, said a- our time is running out, and apparently I didn't realize it. So that's a thing. Okay, so we need to take this teleportation circle now. Yeah, shouldn't we? So, did did you at least ask where we were maybe going, or were you just dancing and grind and like grooving and grinding in your own head? Yeah. Any, any I, longer, and you would have started uh-huh. a pit, bud. I oh mean, my gosh, the pits are like the best thing, though. They could be a lot of fun, but. Let's stay focused. What are the details here? Uh, we have to find them at the so place. Terasika said to come that the, the runes would take you to her and you should go now. She said that, yes? Wow. Sure. Uh-huh. Is that... Is that uh-huh. <sighs> Philippin, you Philippin. do not remember it yet, but trust me, this frustration I am feeling with you all now is actually a very familiar feeling. What do you mean with us all? They're the ones who are being obnoxious about this. <laughs> Philippin turns around I don't see how and he I'm goes up obnoxious. to the edge of the of the teleportation circle that's been cleared away. Everybody's been staying away from it in this whole this whole uh, uh, this whole courtyard. And he leans down and he touches it, and you hear him mutter a few words, and suddenly it lights up with this blue light. Um, before we go, were we supposed to like take a nap or something? Or like... Go! No! You have six <laughs> seconds! I'll, st- I'll, I'll step in. And I'll grab Rue's hand and drag him in. As I'm like being dragged along, I'm gonna hug Philip in and be like, Vibe check! And I'm gonna shove him out of the way. Ah. <laughs> Vibe check! I watch these guys do that. I hang my head, feeling the biggest migraine begin to take over my skull. 
and start walking towards the portal and turn on my heels so that my back, like I walk backwards into the portal and say, please make sure Persephone doesn't die. I still have more questions. Good luck. Salute. (laughs) In a flash of blue energy, you are all gone. That's where we'll take our break. Hey, we made it to the break. We'd like to take this time to thank Monument Studios for providing the vibes we use throughout our campaign and to build an on-the-spot intro song for No Heroes Allowed, all of which comes from their Fantasy Complete Bundle. Monument Studios offers a fortune of background music, ambience, and sound effects that cater to any campaign mood through a one-time, royalty-free purchase of their Fantasy Complete Bundle. On top of that, you also gain access to each of the free monthly updates they deployed for the bundle, which adds even more tracks to their already gigantic library. But that's just the start of it. They also have a brand new Fantasy Complete sequel bundle, Fantasy Complete 2, which not only nets you all kinds of new music and free monthly updates, but this bundle also includes recorded voice lines to add some extra flair to the most intense or tranquil moments of your campaign, from shopkeeper greetings to ominous BBEG threats. These high-quality sound bites will come in handy whenever you need an on-the-spot character voice. Still not sure about buying the bundles? You can always try out the Fantasy Plus subscription. This web app is in its beta stage, but it currently offers everything from the first Fantasy Complete bundle in rental form for a reasonably priced monthly subscription. You can stream everything from the first bundle after logging into your account and setting up your own playlists, which is pretty neat. Monument Studios generates some of the highest quality audio files that can be used for any campaign, and then some. Pay them a visit at monumentstudios.net to unleash the archives for the background mood you've been looking to add to your campaign's epic story. Remember, monumentstudios.net. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We have been refreshed, and just as we left off, our heroes were stepping through a teleportation circle to not entirely sure where, but they were told they need to hurry as they are running out of time. So as you all go through this blue light Uh, you find yourselves stepping out into a dark, kind of cramped space. Uh, You suddenly appear in this uh, dimly lit room, and there seem to be a bunch of objects all around you. Um, Go ahead and... uh, Which of you have dark vision? Oh, I, I think I do. Nobody Does nobody have dark vision? That's great. Okay. Uh, just kidding, I don't, because I think that would have been listed. Yep. Oh, no, gnomes do have dark vision, so oh, yes, you have dark right. vision. So you're the only one who can see. The rest of you are, uh, it's, uh, when the blue light of the teleportation circle fades, you can't see anything anymore, but you get a brief glimpse, and Ray, you can see all this outlined in black and white at the moment. You seem to be in like a storage closet of some sort. It's not too, uh, uh, it's not too uh, small, uh, but there are rows of uh, various objects. You can't, in the short time, you, you can't get a very good look at them, but Ray, you're able to see what look like spell components, maybe, materials, stuff in jars. There's definitely some brooms and mops and other instruments uh, uh, lined up against the wall. You see a pile of what look like maybe broken uh, and old cauldrons, that sort of thing. And the blue light 
fades and you are in the dark. Um, it appears we are alone in here, though. Make a perception check. Okay. Just Ray. That'll be a 13. From what you can tell, uh, no, you don't see anybody else in here, but you do see a very faint outline of what might be a door because there's a little bit of a light coming from the other side. Uh, do I still have that headband? You do. Because I know mm-hmm. Rue tried to pulled it off of my head, but do I still have it Oh, on? do you then, I should ask. I, I would assume since I took it off of him, I'm probably still holding on to it. But, Great. Yeah. Um, can you give me that headband <laughs> so I can tell uh, Parasica that we're here? Oh, really? How, how badly do you want it, Rue? Or Ray? Wow, I'm wow, messing up my um, own name. You know I can see where yeah, you are, swab. right? I'm just going to grab wait, before it. Before you because... start putting that on and you start dancing and running into things, let me take a look through here. And is the crack in the door big enough for someone as small as me to, like, still poke my head through? No. (laughs) But you can maybe look through it. I'm gonna look through it. Okay, make a perception check. Well, see, it's not great there, but it... You know what? I'm great with perception. (laughs) So it's a 16. 16, okay. You're able to, from the very narrow slice that you can see of the room beyond, it appears to be a magical laboratory. Uh, There are little, uh, you get a glimpse of uh, a cauldron bubbling. You get uh, a glimpse of a chandelier with uh, various colored flames on it. Uh, There is a workbench and you can kind of see a little bit of blue silk robe on a figure standing there but you can't see the uh, uh, halfling or gnome-sized figure standing there. But you do see behind the figure that is at the workbench a human-sized armored man uh, who is wearing the insignia of the Crimson Empress. It's not examiner uniform, but it is a menacing-looking kind of armor. And he's standing, and you can see him kind of peering down his nose. He's got a bit of a hooked nose, peering down his nose at whatever's happening on the workbench in front of him. All right, I'm going to signal to these guys. Uh, Fizz holds up two fingers, two people, point to Rue, a small, and then I'll gesture, like, and one, and one, tall, one tall. I'm going to quietly whisper... You know you can just tell us, right? What are they doing? She's like, shut up. Wow. You could just whisper to us. Literally, you can climb up to our ears and tell us what you I'm saw. I'm going to grab your lips. Just shut, shut up. Shut up. And I'm going to look through the crack just, just to watch for another, I don't know, like 10, 20 seconds. Just, just to see if maybe he'll leave at some point. The guard. Okay. Just just to get a better idea of like, okay, so someone's working at a bench. I can't quite see who it is. And there's yeah. You you wait 
a good 10, 20 seconds. It stretches a little bit, 30 seconds, minute. And you see in that minute the, uh, uh, the, the man in the guard's outfit is starting to look impatient. And at some point he steps forward and he says, uh, he, 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 he steps forward and, and, he, and he says, he says, well, and then there's no response and you see him suddenly roll his eyes and then he leaves your vision and you see he as he walks around to the other side of the workbench and you hear him hit the table and he goes, well, and there's silence for a moment. And then you hear him respond with a, she's not going to be happy with that, you know. And there's another pause. How much of that does Ray, do, do Ray and I hear? Like just the hearing part of it. You hear a muffled voice. Just, just one muffled voice. I'd like to approach the door. And... Um, I'm just going to lean up to it. Okay. Just listening? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's another pause. You don't hear anything. And then finally, you hear, you hear him go, Well, I'll make my report. Have something better next time. And then there's a scrape of boots on stone and the sound of footsteps walking away. So can I put this headband on yet? I want to try and remember um, if we've met Philippine's master. Go ahead and uh, make your make a make wisdom check. You make a wisdom. Oh, that's a six. Six. You have maybe a vague recollection of. Uh, an older woman, an older gnome woman. Um, you get a, you get an impression of a bright color for some reason. Do I sense That's it's pink, it. or just the idea it's a bright color? Just bright color. All right. Um, I assume the door is closed. It's not ajar, or is it ajar? Yeah. It is closed. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'll just open the door quietly. Do you? So, are you, are you trying to open the door, or are what? you just gest? Are you all gesturing amongst yourselves at the moment? Cassandra's muted for me. Oh no, Cassandra, you're muted. <laughs> My bad. Um, I'm whispering. Why don't I just put this on and just ask Paprika where to meet her? That's not her name. <laughs> Because you'll start dancing around and you'll run into something. Well, I don't have to be dancing around. Okay, okay, okay why were you doing that before? Just put it on. And I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and make sure that he doesn't dance around. All right, I'm going to put it on. And I'm going to well, ask Well, as you've Paprika. been doing that, as you've been doing that, uh, none of you noticed the sound of footsteps 
coming toward the door where you are. <laughs> Even with my passive perception of 27? Maybe you do. Maybe you notice it. You actually hear a little bit of a... You hear a little bit of a... A little sigh. And then the sound of uh, slippered, soft footsteps uh, coming toward the door where you are. So just as just you know, as Rue and Ray are having this moment of, stay still, put it on. You know, ah. I, I just stand there and I wait for the door to open because I, I know it's coming. The door opens and light floods in on the scene of you three standing there. And you see a gnome woman uh, uh, with... Uh, dark skin she's mature but it's kind of hard to tell she could she could be 60 she could be 80 she could be 40 it's she's at that age where it's uh, she takes good care of herself so it's hard to tell exactly what age she is uh, you can see that she's dressed in uh, kind of frayed but it's clean bright blue silks and she has a nose ring that is connected by a chain to an earring going across her cheek and she is wearing a headband that is studded with tiny little jewels. See, I oh, told you guys hello, whispering is a stupid idea. And she looks to all of you and how and will we help you tonight? She she smiles and then you all hear in your heads. You hear in your heads, um uh, well, that was some bad timing there. Sorry for that interruption. Hopefully he won't be back for a while. Won't y'all come in? I am yeah. going to oh, let go of Ray in a very like forceful manner, like not shoving him, but just letting him go. Like I noticed the way he uh, introduced himself to her. So <laughs> arms folded. Uh, she, uh, she, she, oh, she turns around. Krika? Uh, do you say that uh, she is turned around, she's not looking at you when you say that? And she doesn't respond. Quick. And actually, as you cross over the threshold into the uh, the, the room, suddenly you see uh, uh, one of the lights, one of the, the flames up on the chandelier turns blue and pulses three times. Oh, that... Really as she familiar. as she walks in, you see her just put her hand up and just dismiss it, and it goes back to being an orange flame. I take it that means we have at least some privacy. Um, sorry, dear, but uh, uh, I have a feeling you all don't remember anything about me. So when you speak, just make sure that I can see you. All right? You hear in your head. Her lips do not move. Oh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, no, we... Oh. Oh. Eye contact. Yeah. She, she peers at you and says, Oh, it really did do a number on you, didn't it? Oh. oh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh, just so you're aware, I cannot hear any sounds. Just be aware of that, all right? Oh. This would like to oh. roll for a quick memory. Sure. No, do it with advantage now that you have an idea. And we would all like to remember it with you. <laughs> um, let's see. It's it's a seven, but uh, one one of my talents that I kind of <laughs> remember is that I'm able to 
read lips and whatnot. So I I think it occurs to Fizz yeah. that maybe I learned that from somebody instead of just teaching myself. Uh, that would make absolute and complete sense because, yes, you are able to remember now with all of that that uh, Therasika uh, Pramadasayake is a, a well-renowned mage of the region that you are all from, uh, and she is deaf, has been deaf since uh, she was a child. Um, she does have the headband of telepathy to help her with her customers who do not sign, uh, but otherwise she and her friends get along just fine. And yes, she taught she taught you uh, lip reading. Cool. This kind of nods to themselves and remembers some of like the more memorable sessions, and kind of mm-hmm. just lets it sink in for a moment, and then oh, and suddenly right. the 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 three pulses of blue light from the lazy dragon suddenly make a lot more sense <laughs> as you realize a an audible chime would not help Therasika know when her customers have come into the shop. Um, I'm gonna put the headband on and 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 think because I guess I don't have to actually say. So you're P- Parapika? Therasika Premadasayake. Yes. It's fine. You can call me Thera. I imagine Philippines been using my real whole name this entire time. Oh, he's. Totally dedicated to it. He 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 latches onto that name like it's gold. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad some use came out of that thing. And she gestures to the headband that you're wearing, Ray. It was a bit of a rush job, I'm afraid. Yes, Jara. So, it seems to work quite well, apparently. So, y'all made it. You actually see that as she's thinking these things at you as she's doing the telepathy uh, her hands are also moving in some bits of sign language which depending on your memory checks you may or may not know having learned but uh, she's just doing both at the same time let's see if I do remember okay <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll roll for that too unless my my check counts along with like the reading lips part you'd had a yeah We'll say you learned the reading lips part. <laughs> couldn't, um, couldn't quite grasp the sign language, because it's a whole language. I would say you have fragmented knowledge. Certain signs. So if it's wisdom, it's 12 for me. 12, okay. Uh, you have rudimentary knowledge, <laughs> we'll say. I pick a little up bit a little bit here things. and there, but really I'm just mm. completely relying on what's coming into my head. Yeah. <laughs> Rue. Dementory knowledge. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, it's a pun. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming I probably just am clueless. Like I've tried to do my best in this, but I don't know. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why she has the headband. Yeah. Um. There's there's a there's a foolproof way to work through this for Rue, but we're still working on it. <laughs> So she uh, kind of leans back against the workbench and there's just, uh, now that you've entered the laboratory proper, you can see, uh, you see like gauntlets and other bits of armor submersed in various liquids around the place. 
Uh, you see a whole wall just full of blades, different kinds of blades um, with different uh, uh, labels on them and like oils next to them being spread out around. Uh, there's a fair amount of steam in here from a few bubbling pots all over. She leans back and looks at all of you and says, well, we don't have much time, so I guess we got to get to it, huh? Um, so like, can we take a nap in your storage room? It's been a really long day. Oh, yes, yes, you can. Uh... Like, the guards won't find us in there. Like, why would they come into a storage room? No, the guards are... <laughs> the guards are pretty easy for me to take care of. It's amazing what you can get when you provide all of the magically enchanted armor and weapons for Her Majesty's service. That, right. That's fair. Well, why don't we maybe review some things before we take a rest? Because I'm kind of intrigued to know what exactly we're supposed to be doing after this. Yeah. Yeah, this place looks pretty yeah, intense. where are we going? Right, right. Well, I'll try to give you it as quickly as possible, because if you do need to rest, then you need to rest now. The... Uh, I have to say, I really, really wish Bredorsa Luthiel were with you right now. <laughs> they um, are actually probably here. the ones who are most most uh, capable of dealing with the specific threat that we're talking about here. But anyways, we make do with what we got, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's that's a good motto to have. So, the ritual that is supposed to happen tonight. It is not exactly my wheelhouse. I am a purveyor of the enchantments and the arcane, and this is much more on the divine side of things. But from what I can tell, the Empress has been importing bloodstones from all across Aleth. And they are going to be used tonight... I don't know exactly what point during the new moon. I imagine when it's high in the sky, but... I think the sooner you interfere, the better. I believe it has to do with the preparations they've been making to the gladiator pit. And I know it has to do with bloodshed. We have some intelligence that that might be where... Doris and Luthiel are. At least it's the most likely place if they're not in prison somewhere. Or at least Bredoris. I don't know about Luthiel, but someone did say Bredoris would be going into like a gladiator thing. No one really mentioned what happened to Luthiel. Other than she's gone. Oh, well, and they also did mention that we'd be probably be turned against them. And I don't really know what that really means. Uh, the Empress does have certain tastes. In fact, and she gestures over to, uh, you can actually see most of a head exam, of a, not a head exam, but most of an examiner uh, suit of armor standing in the corner. Um, uh, this is, except it's it's gnome sized. It's it's halfling sized, so it's small sized. Uh, most everything in here is halfling sized. There are a few human or half orc sized things around here. Um, but she gestures over to it and says, 
Those are very specifically enchanted with something called a Gias spell. Are you familiar with that? No No idea. Not a clue. I don't know, am I? I don't think so. Uh, Basically, it is a powerful enchantment that if you you don one of those, and you're not as high of a willpower as others, uh, an enchantment is set on you and you have to uh, obey the maker of the spell. And I'll tell you what, she has been having me put a lot of those on a lot of suits of armor lately. So what you're telling me is that we need to pry the suits of armor off of Berdorus and Luthiel. That might do it. Mm. Sexy. Is that really the right adjective for this? <laughs> it might uh, be. You know what, I'll roll with it. Sure, why not? It's sexy. How easy it is to get one of these things off. And I want to walk over there and I'll walk up the wall so that I can actually get to where the helmet is and try and lift it. (laughs) Okay, make a strength check. (laughs) Four. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, with with my (laughs) modifiers, it's a six. Six. Great. You... Are you pushing at it? You're trying to lift it. It's not budging. I I guess I am a chrome sprite, so my my carrying and lifting capacity is of a small creature instead of a tiny creature. I don't know if that helps. Can I help, Fizz? Like, I'm seeing them struggle (laughs) with it, and I'm just gonna calm it and just pick up the helmet. Victory! Uh, well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. Good job. Great. Always fizz. You're I'm just like dangling from it as you're. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, that's a neat trick you've got there, uh, Fizz. They've been uh, practicing a lot. Why uh, you, new... you mean the shoes? And I like kick my feet yeah. as I'm as I'm hanging there. Yeah. Um, so, how many pieces of uh, your special armor is each gladiator supposed to be wearing? Like, do we have to strip them of everything, or is it like just the helmet? Because it'd be a lot easier if it were just one thing that we have to take off of them. But we have to strip them completely. That's a lot of work. Uh, well, I can tell you that with my Gius enchantment, uh, it is essentially worked into the breastplate, the helmet, and the gauntlets. Oh, an idea is already hatching in Fizz's wonderful manic brain. I will uh, let go <laughs> and like kind of hop down. Uh, from the helmet and kind of like back onto the floor or, or like back onto the suit of armor and kind of test out the space uh, between the breastplate and stuff. Do I reckon that maybe I can do this uh, the Incredibles style and kind of like wedge myself in there like between I guess the, the dummy and then the breastplate so that I can maybe un- 
like undo it from the inside and they can't get at me because they're trying to hit me from their own armor perspective. <laughs> um, it's not working. I mean, as you're doing this, you think maybe not for a gnome or a halfling, but a goliath or maybe even a dwarf? Yeah, there'd probably be enough room for a 10-inch tall sprite to get in there. <laughs> I I pop up from whatever armor crevice that I, I had crawled into, and I just have this grin on my face. Like, the, the fizz evil genius. Oh, this is gonna be big. I think you're very right, my dear. Uh, speaking of, though... It does pain me to see those boots of yours being used like that. How do you mean? Well, come here. I'm going to show you something. She I will, goes over it. Like, well, you know, I'll walk down the suit of armor. <laughs> she, go, she, go, she goes over, over to a table. And uh, she pulls out what look like blueprints. And she rolls them out, and then she brings over. Uh, it's not—it's not even a lantern. It's like a little glowing ball that was just hovering right there, and she just moves it to, uh, about a foot in space until it's down on the, uh, looking down at the sketches, and she arranges them, and says, "Well, I think you'd much rather have that, right? Much rather have those back." And uh, you see these sketches of wings but more importantly these uh, 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 mechanical contraptions that um, look like they're uh, drawn on a figure uh, that is halfling sized and she looks at you Fizz and says I'm uh, sorry to say that this was one of my very first jobs. And it would be my absolute delight if you were to destroy it completely. That red bitch is flying around with your wings. I think you should go take them back. Fizz is Excuse you? like oddly calm for a moment and stands up on the table and walks in a circle around the blueprint blueprints eyes eagle focused on every notation every line every sketch that has been laid out before them. And then finishes making that full circle around them and crosses their arms. She's going to die for this. Oh, I'll help you. That is rude as heck. Mm -hmm. And then the, the tip of their ears burn this scarlet red. It doesn't quite get to the face, but I think it's it's the most self-contained 
you have ever seen Fizz control their anger. Do, do you need to punch my hand just to let it out for a little bit? Or are I would you good? probably break your wrist. Yeah, you know. Yep. Put that back. So, I would very much like it if you were to get rid of that woman. Just be careful. If the ritual does succeed, you'll have to deal with a lot more than her. I knew it. Um, question for you. Do you have any, like, uh, other kind of things that maybe you could pass on to us before we go that's not gonna make us susceptible to her coercion? Oh, and, uh, Philippin was supposed to give us, like, some health potions. Did he actually... No. <laughs> no. We, we chose to leave right away. Alright, so I will tell Therathika. Therathika. Um, yeah, so Philippine was supposed to get us some, like, health potions. Um, do you have any of those? And, like, whatever. We have some. Help us? Yeah, we I've do. I've stocked but, like, a few away. It might not be enough. I've stocked a few of them away. Uh, come, follow me. And she leads you back into that storeroom. Uh, she moves aside some of the... Uh, as, as, as she walks in, uh, various little blue torches along the walls light up, um, giving the place not a... Not, that's not very bright, but it's enough light. And uh, there's some clanking as she uh, moves aside some of the, the, the rusted cauldrons and there is a burlap sack underneath one, and she pulls it out. And she says, Like I said, I did stock away a few of these. Uh, here, best I could do. Uh, I might be the head imperial enchanter for the Crimson Empress's uh, forces, but they still watch me. Um, and she hands over to you uh, Four greater healing potions. Sweet. Got it. Jeff, what is our total count for healing potions? We, we have, have eight total. But we have four great. Well, now we have five greater, one supreme, and then two of just regular. your regular buddies. That's yeah. it. As for things that I'm could gonna... give you an advantage or resistance against certain enchantment effects I am afraid that I am not allowed those kind of components it kind of is in opposition to what the job is they've given me here that tracks okay that's fair that's fair um okay so given everything we know about this you know let's let's get ourselves a chance to lay back and rest up for a bit but uh as far as the the gladiator gladiatorial ring goes is there an easy way to get there from here oh uh yeah I, in fact i can draw you a little bit of a map unless you're already familiar with the palace grounds because um, we are on the palace grounds you know oh yeah are well, we familiar enough from what persephone told what us we that we would kind of know how to get there not even just what Persephone told us, but we've been here before. Mm-hmm. A couple of... You have. Bit of it came back in the memories. So what do okay. we remember? 
As you take a look around, there are high stone walls here. Um, you're actually not sure if you're in a, like a basement, a dungeon. You, you could be in a high tower. You're just not sure where you are. Uh, Windowless. Got Theris- it. <laughs> Theresika says, uh, we're in part of the mountain stronghold here. You're going to need to take some of the mountain pathways uh, through a few of the courtyards past the... <laughs> we'll be careful about this. Past the examiner... A, a guardhouse oh, to make your the way into the inner palace. Unless there Is are that more true? than one examiners. I mean, if the examiner you're thinking of is Penelope, um, yeah, she's not coming back anytime soon. Persephone. Yeah, yeah. that one. Turns out that's why the plan failed the first time. And I'm still well, too bad. staring at the blueprints. Like, paying attention and glancing up every so often. Make a perception check. All of you. Ooh. Ah, natural one. Sixteen. Ten. Makes sense. I'm totally distracted by the blueprints. Totally distracted. Uh, Ray, you hear... At the edge of your your hearing, uh, the sound of one, two, a dozen booted feet suddenly uh, running uh, quickly down a corridor. Uh, I hear approaching. a lot of feet, and I think we should hide. Like, now. What was that? Feet, coming, now, hide. Wait, wait a minute. Did you say, what did you say happened to Luthiel? Oh. Gladiator? Maybe? I don't know. We need to hide now. Bye. Uh, I, I can't believe... I hi, Hide. Now. She was my contact. If she's been compromised, they might know. Get, hide. Now. Uh, can He's we go back guy. to the storage room? Is that safe? Yep. Hopefully. Uh, the uh, uh, door closes behind you and you're left in the darkness again. After Well, after about three seconds, the blue lights... Um, go off again and you're left in darkness. Uh, are you all actually hiding in the storeroom or are you just oh, staying yeah. behind the closed door? Hoping to find a spot oh, to no. hide, yeah. Alright, stealth checks for all of you there. there. I will stand or crouch in a corner on the ceiling in hopes <gasps> that if they do open the door, they will just overlook me. My stealth check is 19. 23! Natural 19, 20. 20! Oh boy! Alright, alright. Uh, as you wait, you hear the sound of uh, footsteps coming coming closer. And after a moment, um, the sound of a door being thrown open, and you hear some uh, uh, deep voices, the same the same voice from before that you recognize the human guard from before, uh, saying, "Well, it seems that the Empress's trust in you has been misplaced. Time to come with us. And you hear you hear this time uh, because uh, now that Theresika knows you're here, she kind of is broadcasting her telepathy instead of just aiming it at somebody. Um, you hear you you hear her say, "Well, I suppose it couldn't last forever." 
Uh, are you sure you wouldn't like to check out what's in that barrel over there, Lieutenant, before we... Just come with us, please. No funny business. All right, just uh, lead on, and good through, luck. Through my headband, I'm going to ask, okay, can we? Can you still think the directions out of here to us? That'd be great. I, I can for about 60 more feet and then it's going to be done. Lovely, do it you quick. You hear in a private message back to yourself. <laughs> um, and it's at that point that the door to the storeroom does open. And you see uh, a gnome guard poke their head in and take a look around. And with a natural six, does not beat any of your stealth checks. Yeah! Everybody raves! And then we get caught. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, moment. I Sarah, Sika. Um, yeah, quick as you can would be great, because we're going to need to get out of here after we take a nap. Uh she will do her very best to relay the uh, directions to you as much as possible. Uh, it lines up mostly with what you learned from Persephone. Um, it sounds like you are simply one level, uh, two levels actually, below where the examiner guard station is. So you're not too far from where you would have been. And then it's kind of like kind of like a radio going out uh, as, as you reach the edge of the telepathy uh, there. Um, of her her headband, uh, anyways. Uh, and, and in the last thought I will send to them is, we'll try our best to find you. No promises, though, but we'll try. Much appreciated. Stay alive. And she's gone. So once that guard door closes, I will relay the information for how the heck to get out of here, plus our memories, um, to the other two. After us. All right. You're left in darkness. Well, at this point... I think we better take a nap now because I don't think we're ever going to get a chance again for who knows how long. Uh, Fizz, Fizz would agree. It's time for a short rest, right? Rue has already fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Are you doing a short here. rest or a long rest? I think Are we, we have to, to do, do a, a short rest? rest, don't we? Well, I mean, it's uh, you. It's it could be a risk if you do a long rest. Yeah. Um, you're not sure of the exact timing of anything, but it's up to you. If I do a long rest, then I get my fighting spirits back, but that's really about it. I otherwise it doesn't matter to me. I'll use I'll burn all my hit dice. Um, do I get my invisibility back? I think it's after a long rest. Well, it doesn't specifically say, but I'm assuming that's a long rest feat. 
I vote I vote short rest. I mean, sure. I'll I'll vote short rest as well if that's Okay. Safer choice. And you know, what? I didn't even lose any hit points during that battle lead. Or no, I did. I did. Yeah. That must have been from before we leveled up, because I know I didn't get hit when I was. <laughs> I got hit before and after. <laughs> right, D. Oh, that's right. Ray took a bit of a beating in that one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, short rest, and I. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna use probably all 20 of my hit die, just in case. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so how does this work? I just 10, roll however... 21, 30, D whatever. 40. 34. That's from six of them. I don't actually know how this works. Because I have barbarian and bard hit dice that I can roll. So I'm at 40. Two. 15, 17. Dang, multi-classers. And if I roll two dice, so my thing is hit dice 1d12 plus 2. So if I do that twice, that 2d12 plus 4? Correct. Or, okay. Yep, I used all but, um, three hit die. I'm going to also roll some bard hit die. I definitely didn't need to use all mine, but I did because I wanted to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, during the short rest, too, Fizz will kind of re- resupply their poison arrows. Okay. All right. Did that. You can, I think you probably have a poisoner's kit, right? You can do that. Oh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the, in the, in the darkness... Uh, you hear the. Uh, you you have, to, you have to get a little bit of light to do that, though. Um, how how do you get light in here? I think that's something I would sneak out to do. Okay. okay. Just just like to do that, and then once that's done, I would sneak back into the. I the I the um barrel. And then go back in. Okay. I have just had the little, like, sleep bubble out of my nose the whole time. <laughs> just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, if you guys aren't full health yet, I can also sing a, a song very, very, very quietly. <laughs> That's a thing I can do. Fizz, Fizz is good. Okay. I'm set too. But we could, if you want to, you could say you did the song of recovery. Sure. But my Song of Recovery gives you another extra 1d6. Aww. (laughs) So, Ray, 
Just a little, a little performance for you all. And it's going to be Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Because it is. <laughs> as quietly as you can. Back to me. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. Back to me now. The and so the long rest passes. The, <laughs> <laughs> the short rest passes. So the short rest passes. Fizz, you finish poisoning your arrows. Rue, you suddenly come awake with the pop of your nose bubble. Uh, Ray, uh, still humming to yourself. And you look out into the laboratory and things seem quiet at the moment. Right. So... Game plan. We check that barrel, we sneak out, we kick some ass, and then we go home. That sounds great. Yeah, we also need to find Bradoris and Luthiel. I think that's somewhere in the plan, too. Like, that's, like, you know, objective 1B in all this. We'll get uh-huh. there. We'll- right. Uh- now, in terms of that armor and stuff... I'm Could thinking off of them? that this this is my plan. I'm thinking I worm my way into the in-between space of the armor and then their skin. And we distract them while you do that. I've got I mean, back. I feel like they're going to know as soon as I start crawling around, you know, inside their armor that something's in there, but Well, sure, but What are they going to no, do? I'm Hit me? They can't. They have their own armor pr- protecting me. Sure. And if they can't hit you, they can be distracted with yours truly. Oh, Ray, th- that's that's a great mm-hmm. idea. So you, let's have let's start with Bradoris, uh, and we'll get Fizz inside of his whole shebang on that one. But you, you have the uh-huh. most important job of all. Uh, what would that be? You can finally make your move with Luthiel. You're right. Definitely. I think. Wait, you're still hung up on that? I mean, yeah. And, like, don't you remember? She was, like, really flustered with me back at the inn before we got her Well, yeah, because you made moves on her before, but I thought you two... Fizz goes up and touches both of your arms. Uh, Make make wisdom saving throws. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Make wisdom saving throws. Oh, that is a 20, uh, 24. Solid 19. 24. All right, Fizz squints at you guys. And I feel like now that you guys have all or we have our memories back, you know what move this is. Fizz squints. Uh-huh. Takes their hands I'm away. Brush Fizz off my arm. And I'm going to reach out to Rue and say, you know, I feel like you maybe were interested in Luthiel as well, and I wouldn't mind if you wanted to approach her with me. I am currently (laughs) giving Fizz a look of like, you don't need the heart Heart thing, heart sense to know that like, I am done with uh, Ray as it stands. 
the ship is is sailed and then it's sunk um, like you can read it plain as day that I have moved on um, and I'm giving you this look of like help me but uh, I look over I look back to Ray and I'm like yeah we totally could tag team that one no, you know what? I forbid you. this. I forbid this. You, what? no moves. I point to Rue. Then I point to Ray. You, keep it in your pants. We are about to go you up against the person who tried to, to kill not. us before. Now is not the time to be making moves. You literally just asked me to not keep it in my pants for Luthiel. Maybe, well, Rue, you should take it up with Rupdoris. Because, I mean, after all, he's about to we- have his heart really broken by Penelope. Exactly. Yeah, so now is not Persephone. to be time to be making moves. Can we just... Do we want to modify it's the plan the otherwise? It's always the time to be making moves. What are you talking about? Professionalism. There. That's what I'm talking about. What? I mean, this is professional. We're great. Barrel. Just... <laughs> Go through the barrel. I'm Make looking at them, but I'm in the middle of just, like, reaching for it, trying to get to it. Make an investigation check. Uh, would it be with any kind of disadvantage because I'm not paying attention to it entirely, or what do you think? Sure. I, I hate to impose... yourself disadvantage? I am posing sure. it on myself only because I'm not looking, really, but... <laughs> Natural one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's what happens. You're reaching behind you, just reaching all around. And your hand closes on something, something cylindrical. And you bring it up, just looking at Ray the whole time. And you pass it near one of the torches on the wall. And when you look at it in your hand... You are holding a lit stick of dynamite. Ah! <laughs> um, my... Oh, he's stomping out! I'm gonna need you to make a dexterity check. <laughs> make uh, a dexterity sure. check. Can prestidigitation do anything with this? I mean, yeah, actually. I mean, that, was, that was a perfect place for a natural one. Oh my gosh. Uh, if it's just a dexterity check, it's a 19. 19. Okay. I, you are, in your panic, you are able to stomp out that fuse. Actually, you you quickly take out your katana and you shink, cut the fuse off uh, underneath where it's burning. Perfect. So we know who's now, not handling that. I am now holding perfectly still. I want to walk yeah. up and over and peer into the barrel to actually look and see if it's just a whole barrel full of dynamite. Uh, there are uh, about four other sticks of dynamite in there, or what you recognize to be dynamite, because I'm going to say this world has dynamite, because that's fun. Um, and also just... A bunch of casks of gunpowder? She had this in her lab. I mean, it's not like she was planning to light it up, so yeah, lab was a fine place for it. There's a lot of danger that's associated with these things. Do I remember? (laughs) 
that dynamite is dangerous. It okay. appears the danger. I, I don't mean that, but that. No, yes, I think there's a very specific instance that we should remember when we were all messing with dynamite. I'll roll for that memory if you. Want. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a thirteen. Uh, it is. It definitely involves some training. You were doing with Theresika at one point, uh, a, back in the middle of your adventuring careers when um, you were like running errands for her and everything. This was even before Philippin became her assistant. So you didn't even know Philippin yet. Oh. But yeah, you were uh, fooling around in in uh, her storage rooms. So tell me how that went. Oh, it, it all started, because even back then, I was still whispering sweet, ghostly nothings into Rue's ear when, when he slept. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take it to the next level. <sighs> and I <laughs> took some of the gunpowder uh, while we were in there. Uh, we, we were taking a little bit of a break from like organizing the closet and whatnot. And uh, Rue was kind of doting off and I took some of the gunpowder and kind of placed some of it on like a shelf of above his head and invisibly I went up to his ear and started whispering just sweet ghostly things you need to get back to work or else and then I and then I set it off and then the shelf exploded <laughs> it's happening again. Where? Bedoris, 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 Bedoris. And then, Ready? and then Fizz oh, like peeked around. What? Bedoris comes in, sees your hair on fire. Oh man, bud! And then he creates water over the top of you, and it just splashes down all over. And then, and then Fizz peeks in. Wow, you really. uh you really brought out the wrath of your ancestors there, didn't you? What were you doing? Slacking? I heard ancestors don't like it when you slack. It happened again. It, they're, they're really not enjoying my way of staying on task. I don't I don't get this. How can they do this? This has never happened before. I, I was a diligent student, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear. And I'm just like in the middle of just like chastising myself, but also freaking out, but also looking to Bredoris for answers, but also looking at Fizz like, I don't know what to do. Oh, Rue. Got me, bud. It's okay. You don't have to lie to yourself. But about what? It's all right. And the memory fades. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I look no. over at Rue and that and that creepy smile pops up again. Now I have new ideas for this. I will say in your memory, uh, you know that it was mostly a spell component that she used. She was experimenting with things. Um she never got super far in all of those experiments. Uh, there aren't any, not, not enough to make anything other than the most rudimentary of explosives. So nothing fancy, just boom. Just boom. Mm -hmm. I like her style. Can I strap one of these to my back? 
Do you want to? Absolutely can. <laughs> How else am I supposed to carry it? <laughs> Your funeral. Um, and I'll I'll assist them. Like I'll just hold the dynamite for them and then like Yeah, and I'll and I'll yeah. like tie it around probably like my my waist and then my, my upper chest so that all I have to do is, you know, pull a it's string like a, to and they'll yeah. like drop and untie. It's a sequence okay. where like Rue is enough. holding it a little bit high, but then they're just twirling around it to get the like the fishing line or something. I don't know, fishing line maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But like and then I'll let go once I feel once I get the idea that's probably secure. And right. I'll look over at Ray like I'm thinking we run into somebody that isn't Bedoris or Luthiel. I do the same thing. I crawl inside their armor, assuming it's big enough, but I untie this and then we light a fuse and then I get out of there ASAP. And they smile. Uh, yeah. So with your newly dynamite equipped sprite. <laughs> Uh, you all uh, head out into the corridor uh, knowing that you are short on time. Go ahead and all of you make stealth checks for me. See, this this really is the best timeline. We did take all of the dynamite with us, right? It was like Just four sticks and a, and a couple yeah, pouches I'll, of gunpowder. I will delicately grab the rest. Uh, unless you have the, do you have the bag of holding? I have the bag of holding, yeah. I'll put it in there. Uh, I'll remind you if you if you have a bad roll, you can call on a memory to try and get a re-roll. I, I might actually I, do that because that's a low roll. I have high yeah. stealth, but I could do better. I I, I would like to roll, remember. But I also have a really high stealth, so but I wouldn't mind. Okay. Just hey, group yeah. group memory recall. Hey, we're good at hiding. We've all played video games be, about this. We've What's a video game? Something. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Uh, much better now. Oh yeah. Better, better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what what are, what are all your totals? Twenty-seven. Dirty twenty. Twenty-nine. Ooh boy. Uh, yes, you suddenly all have a group of memory of the time you had to sneak through a forest and sneak up on a sleeping dragon. How did that go? <laughs> Uh, well, obviously. Well, well, that depends. Persephone was probably there with us. And, uh, ironically, it was her idea to go to this dragon. Because the rest of us were like, what are you talking about? It's a dragon. We don't actually need to take care of this. But they were like, no, 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 no. It's terrorizing the village. It's making people's lives miserable. Wasn't We're heroes. We're supposed sure. to do things for the common good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the dragon also had some like really nice loot that it was protecting. Yeah, that's so ultimately what got me in the end. Wake it up. Yeah. That would yeah. be fine. It would have been and a problem if the dragon like woke up. So I'm pretty sure we were just there for the loot. I mean, at least I was. And Fizz, you remember you were actually flying throughout all this. I had my wings back then. Made stealth a lot easier. Bredoris was carrying me. I was doing nothing the entire time because they knew I was the liability in our stealth checks as it always has been. Never changed. 
So Bredoris carried me through all of this. Yep. Yep. So with that memory fresh in your heads now, you head out into the corridors. You remember the directions that Persephone gave you? You were able to match them up with the very brief directions that Theraseek was able to give you. You pass through strangely empty corridors. I mean, they're not completely empty. There are times when you have to all stop and hide as a, uh, a group of guards goes by. Um, but knowing where the guards, the examiner station is, you actually manage to wind your way around and avoid it and get back to the other side without going straight through it. And it's odd as you go through these uh, uh, these tunnels. Uh, there are no windows. You have no idea what the sky outside looks like. You 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 don't know how deep in the mountain you are. You just know that it is a mountain fortress slash palace, and uh, there are um, strange heatless torches along the walls as you go. You stick to the shadows, and you make your way into finally a courtyard that does open up to the sky. And there are the uh, blood-red rays of the setting sun uh, just setting behind the other side of the mountain. It will be dark here soon. It's not quite night yet, but because of the side of the mountain that you are on, it is uh, getting... It will be dark for you in, a, in just a few minutes. And you dart out underneath... Um, a sky that is just beginning to show maybe some hints of stars and make your way down, down, down to where you know the gladiator pit is. That is where you were heading, correct? Mm-hmm. I have to confirm that. Yep. All right. You guys had really good stealth checks. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you made it far. Because I have a plus 13. And now I need you all to make perception checks. Mm. (laughs) That'll be rough. Yeah, that's rough. I have a solid eight. I also rolled an eight, and I do not recall ever being perceptive, so... I'm pretty sure I never was. I'm just um, 26 for Fizz. 26? Okay. You're unnerved by how quiet it is. How you, you... You've seen some guards, but not nearly... This is supposed to be the palace, right? And you were supposed to be by the examiner station, right? There is, should be... So you're on high alert as you are listening. And eventually you hear the sounds of fighting. But it's very quiet, weird fighting. It's with that 26 perception, you can tell it's only a couple of combatants. You hear the strike of armor. You actually are pretty sure you hear a rush of flame at one point. You're grunting and heavy breathing, or maybe your brain is just putting that in there. But 
you believe it is coming toward where you know the gladiator pit is. My assassin senses are tingling. Something's not right with all these guys. I think the dynamite is probably just getting itchy on your back. I, I cut you a look. It's not the same, like, shut up, you're an idiot, fizz look. I mean, it's a gladiator. Fizz is in more hunting, actual assassin mode right now. Oh, you're serious. Oh, boy. Uh, What what do you mean? What's what's bad? There are no guards. There should be a lot of guards. We're inside the palace itself. Yeah, but it's like a gladiator pit. Aren't they all, like, watching... There would be more noise, more cheering if it was an event. Uh, I guess. Oh, man. Be careful, guys. Okay, okay. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. So as you continue on, you eventually make your way to a wall that you kind of remember it's all very mixed up in your head right now from what you learned uh, from third hand versus actual memories because you know you've been in this place before you make your way through a doorway and you come up looking down down bleacher seats to a pit at the bottom and you recognize this uh, I mean, it's not stadium-sized, but it's it's a large fighting ring. There are rows and rows of benches circling around down on uh, uh, the pit below, a sand pit. The unnerving thing is, is those rows and benches, rows of benches are jam-packed full of spectators. You see a lot of examiner armor. You see a lot of regular guard armor. Most have helmets on, so it's difficult to see faces. And every single spectator is sitting absolutely still. No reaction whatsoever facing down into the pit. You see there is a covered box at one end at the near nearest to the pit itself there are flowing red curtains all over it it's hard to see what if anything is inside there at the moment and the sand in the pit itself is blood red not as if it's been stained with blood although a lot of it does is it does is stained with blood but just as if whatever stone made this sand was red itself and was crushed up. And there are only two figures in the pit right now, both wearing examiner armor, and they are fighting each other, uh, wailing on each other, just the clangs of the armor, the clangs of... um, uh, 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 blade on shield and armor are just echoing throughout the place and it is eerie because there is no reaction from any of the spectators whatsoever you just hear the grunting 
and the heavy breathing. And Fizz, I'd say, with that perception check from earlier and how highly attuned you are, you recognize one of them as Bradoris and the other one as Luthiel. And then you hear a voice coming from the covered box at one end. Just this happy little sigh. And you just hear very faintly echoing, but you can still hear it because everything else is so quiet in here. You just hear, I knew quality was better than quantity. I think that's a good place to end it because whatever oh. happens next is going to be how we're going to end this whole campaign. Well, shit. I'm going to stick this dynamite in her mechanical wings and blow her out of the sky. <laughs> Wait, her wings are uh, mechanical? I thought they were your wings. Well, it's like half mechanical, half. Okay, okay. It's both. Is okay. that how it's described? Next right? time. On No Heroes Allowed, Don't Crit Your Day Job. Thank you for listening to the Don't Crit Your Day Job podcast. We're excited to share what's next in this journey with you. And we'd love it if you came back next time. Make sure to follow the show wherever podcasts are available so you can check in with what's happening in this adventure. See you soon!